Make sure that all evidence of the crime is cleaned up. Don't leave that for somebody else to clean up because your own boogers are never as gross as somebody else's boogers. It's just the nature of it. Hello, hydroflasks. <laughs> Someone's made a change in her life because last week she felt very insecure about needing 14 days to drink 14 bottles of water. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. He's Travis. Hello. She's Christina. Hello. I should switch up that order. And we'll talk about it later. That's that's kind of rude. (laughs) Here is today's question that I'm going to hit play on now. Hi, Katie, Christina, and Trevin. This is Leslie and Emily. Uh, We are in Michigan, formerly of Los Angeles. And you you may remember us from that time we called after we got engaged. Uh, So it seemed only right to call you after uh, we we, we eloped. So we're married now. We're married. we got married in a park that was next to a zoo. So uh, our question for you, Katie and friends, is what's your favorite zoo animal? Uh, assuming that, you know, it's, it's, it's a good zoo. It's uh, an ethical zoo, not like a Tiger King zoo, <laughs> like a normal zoo. <laughs> a, a good quality, high quality zoo. Good quality, high quality zoo. Um, love you, mean it. Um, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Leslie and Emily, who you may know as basically mascots of this podcast at this point, congratulations! They got married! That's so cute! Travis, say congratulations. Yeah, say congratulations. Travis. I never got the invite. Oy Travis! You don't have to be invited to say congratulations. Yes, Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, But I would have got him a gift, you know? It's from all of us. I'll get them a gift, and Travis will say, it's, that's from all of us. Well, it's from the union. Congratulations, Leslie and Emily. Congrats. We love you, and we mean Oh, look at that. Ooh. We love you, and we mean it. Even if that's you are from gift. that state. That, that congrats from Travis is from all of us. Um, <laughs> so the question was, what's your favorite zoo animal? I, I will... I'm going to throw it out there that the question they should have asked, and I give them all the slack in the world because they got married, they're thinking about other things, is what zoo animal do you want to invite to your wedding? But if we're doing what's your favorite zoo animal, I feel like I love a monkey. It's hard to answer because I know it says uh, good quality, high quality, ethical zoo, but it is hard to remove from it that they're just animals <laughs> in cages. You have to be so careful with the I monkey, though. even as I say though. I love a monkey, I'm like, oh, but they are so sad, probably. Why do you have to be careful? At, at any point, they're just going to fling poop at you. That's, I don't, I think mm. that is, if you're a good person, they're not going to fling poop at you. They're going to fling poop at the lady next to you. And that's going to be funny. That's part of why, that's part of their appeal. It's not a bug, it's a feature. That video that's always on Highly Questionable of the old lady getting Travis pooped around there. Oh, are you, are you with us? He's I'm here. Not. I think no. he got really offended. He's a big Harambe guy, and I think he got mm. really offended. Christina, what's your favorite zoo animal? Um, I'm thinking maybe some sort of water animal. Maybe mm. like a, maybe like a penguin. I think those Ooh, are cute. Penguins are cute, and a lot of zoos like let them wander is, around yeah, on the they inside. Kind of just walk around, and they yeah. like they bask in the sun. They swim. They look like they have a good time. I do love a penguin. When I was little, I used to call them penguins, um, <laughs> and that kind of stuck. I do. We have not gotten Travis back yet, and I don't know. I'm gonna just keep uh, talking, I guess. When I went to Australia, up oh, there he goes. Oh, he left for gone. real. So now we probably. Well, it still says it's recording. It says I'm the host now. Ooh, I have the power. Ooh. I'm the captain now. <laughs> well, then let's keep going. And when he comes back, 
Hopefully yeah. it'll be soon. It'll be fine. So uh, when I went to Australia, number one cool thing about the zoo that I went to there, which I think was the Sid, whatever zoo was in Sydney, um, was the kangaroos just walk around with you. And oh. so do, but so do the, is it emus that are the birds with the beak? Yes. Th- those things are. That's scary. Angry. They're, mm. They just, they give you these cups of like feed and the bird will just go right in there and take it. And then mm, I had a like bird that. try to take my cup. Yeah, and don't like, like that. Wah! Um, so hopefully emus can eat styrofoam. Otherwise, RIP to that bird. Um, <laughs> but I, I searched high and low for my favorite animal which was the wombat. Any OG person who knows me, I guess, I would say Katie Nolan fan, but that feels icky, knows that I used to be obsessed with wombats. They're apparently very vicious, but they look like these. Have you ever seen one? They're like these No, I don't fat. think so. I need you to Google, Google one it. now. They're so cute. But I guess they're, they might be nocturnal or like they sleep a lot, which is partially why I love them, but they were hard to find. Every time I went to go see the wombat, he was like oh, in this cave. Oh, they're so cute. I know, They but kind don't... of look like... I don't like like a tiny little bear. They're like pig bears. Yeah, like it's just a little oh they're so I cute know. and stubby. They're so fat. But yeah. then again, if a if a wombat is listening, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Please don't come for me. Because oh yeah, no, I, I mean wombats that in are the cutest way possible. Wombats are mad, and I bet it's about the fact that people underestimate them a lot. I can see how that would lead mm. you to have a chip on your shoulder. But I love. I can them. fully understand that. And I support them. And they also let you hold a koala, which was cool. The line for it was long. But then I read that they all had chlamydia. And I was like, what are we doing holding these things? Mm. Maybe it doesn't transfer. And I know holding them does not equal having sex with them. I do understand that. But it was just like, maybe we should leave them alone. Because I know that if I had something going on, I wouldn't want people touching me and holding me. A whole bunch of strangers. Mm. I'd be like, look, I'm sick. I just want to heal from what... Yeah, I got, David, I got something going what on. what David did to me. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, that's zoo animals. Travis is um, no longer on the podcast. This is a Travelist podcast. He'll be back, maybe. What's your favorite? What animal would you want to have at your wedding? At my wedding? Mm. Mm. Definitely no- nothing bird related. I don't like birds. Birds scare yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the people who let doves fly out of cages and that would freak me mm. out. Uh, not about it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. The symbolism mm. is also lost because they usually release the doves and then they put them back into their cage and take yeah. them back to where they're from. So, <laughs> so it's it like, doesn't ah, make a lot of sense. That doesn't really work for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe something Maybe something like a giraffe that can just kind of be Ooh. off to the side that's like cool to look at. But mm. there's like it's not – they're not really running around. It's not going to attack you, at least from what I know of the very little knowledge I have of giraffes. They sure. seem like they're gentle creatures. <laughs> well, have you ever seen them slap so, their necks into each other? Because that gets pretty crazy. Yes, which is why I'll only have one. So there's there's no Smart. chance of any sort Smart. of fighting going on here. Unless yeah, they start to try to slap necks with like your long-necked aunt or something. Then that mm, would be yeah, trouble. Yeah, that could be dangerous. That yeah. could be or really dangerous. Opposite ends of the venue. That's what we'll yeah, do. Yeah, got to make sure the seating chart is done. <laughs> I think what in terms you, what of would you have? A, an animal as a guest... You know, not as like a, hey, here's an elephant you can take an Instagram picture of, because I hate that. Uh, I think I would, um, I think a monkey, I know I keep going monkey, and maybe it's because I'm biased towards humans, but I just think that a a monkey can dance. It can come pretty close to socializing. Um, it, It can partake 
not in probably drinking. I think that's considered animal abuse. Um, but mm, I mean, it can probably. partake in the festivities in the sense that it can it can dance, it can eat, it can you know use its hands. I don't know. Uh, that seems fun to me. Maybe you know they could they would I don't know monkey I think. But that's such a boring answer. I mean, it's definitely a basic answer, but I think yeah. it's a crowd pleaser. Oh, Travis is the host now. He's back. Oh, mm, He's connected to audio. There he is. Welcome back, sir. We went on without you. That's great. I don't see you guys, though. Oh. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. We well, see you. There we go. I see Katie now. a little bit. Hi, you're welcome. There you go. Christina's back. Hi, team. Hey. Look at that. Hello to you. Um, what animal huh? do you want to have as a guest on your on your at your wedding? And it don't say monkey. I want some sort of like maybe a polar bear or a grizzly. Just some sort a of po- like Travis. Do you understand the question? <laughs> What's the question? Where what what animal do you want to have at your? Oh, that's wedding? right. You, you audible. I, for, I forgot you audible. Sorry. Um, you, not just forgot. You left. You know, we moved on from the original question that we did answer. I don't know then. I'm trying to think of something that could at least like be friendly. Sure. Can't have a kangaroo. They'll get in an fights. An elephant. Okay. You want a friend? You think elephants are friendly? Yeah. Okay. You could have a trainer with it, right? Mm, it's, sure. It's, it's plus well, yeah, the, 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 the elephant gets a plus one, right? Okay. That's smart. Elephant gets a plus yes. one. And it brings, mm-hmm. brings a trainer. Where are you seating? Well, you can't tell them who to bring. The elephant might, you know, call an audible and bring another elephant. So don't give it a plus one and assume it's going to bring a trainer. It might bring its buddy. You got to plan for that. Now, where are you sitting the elephants? I mean, the elephant can sit wherever it wants. So I'm not going to tell the elephant. Wow. At the head- it does take up a lot of space, though. You have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can. It'll sit in the back. It'll sit in the yeah. back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then All if people right. are trying to leave, this question leave the wrong. wedding, I'm like, no, oh. no, you can't leave. Wow. So you want it to become mm. a hostage situation. You want an <laughs> elephant there as an enforcer. And also to keep any people from crashing my, the wedding. You said this was going to be a friendly animal, but now you have it as a doorman. I mean, it can be nice, too. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's a, such a Travis answer. I'm like, I'll just say the opposite of what I said and make it sound like that has to make sense. I'm, listen, I'm a... I'm so. flustered over the internet and my computer. Well, okay, then let's make sure you're all figured out before we move on so you don't have to... Is everything good now? You want to hit any refreshes? I don't want this to linger over you for a whole pot. I need my best Travis. Uh, you can you can get like... You can get like a... a <laughs> it's like I don't know how to a do A C that. plus B minus <laughs> is what you're going to get. How about that? Oh, is no. Is that okay? Well, I did say my best Travis. Yeah. All right, no, good. I've got the dock open. I'm ready to go now. All right, cool. Um, that was a, a fantastic question. Congratulations again from Travis and all of us. Yes, congrats. To Leslie and Emily, who are now married. If you have a question or if you just got married, you can always leave off a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Hello to the two of you. Hello. How's it going? It's, I mean, it's going good. Uh, <laughs> you texted me or maybe sent me an email this week that was like, I already created the document for next week's pod because there's something I couldn't, I had, I didn't want to forget. And I assume it's this. 
something you wanted to talk about in friendly banter, which over the last few weeks, every now and then has evolved into complaining about something. But I really feel like, Travis, you've leaned into that here. You now treat friendly banter as the place to get something off your chest. So I'm going to give you the floor. This seems so important to you. It's in the dock. It's the reason the dock was created. It was the only thing in the dock until today. So Travis, well, there was two things in the dock, actually. Let the people hear but it. this is the one that okay. I was afraid that I, I was going to forget. Um, if you are on speakerphone slash FaceTime in public, I think it should be within the people's right around them to just slap the phone out of their hand. I mean, <laughs> straight to violence. Do you disagree? I. Well, so yes and no. I disagree with your with how you express your sentiment. I don't disagree with. I think it's weird and weirdly imposing and assuming when people listen to for me it used to be on the subway when you forget your headphones and somebody would listen to music without headphones in it was like what makes you think we all want to hear the song that you want to hear today on one hand i can understand that you you know need you forgot your headphones and that does stink on the other hand I don't think that we need this. I don't think this woman sitting next to you wants to hear this song by Lil Whoever. And so I just feel like it's rude. And so, um, but that's my personal opinion. I don't think we should advocate for slapping phones out of hands. Why don't we start with conversations? Especially if they're FaceTimes or speakerphones. Clearly these are people who don't mind talking. So why don't you talk to them about the way you feel about their behavior? Because like I'm at Sam's Club. And I'm just trying to get oh. my things, and I'm not trying to have a conversation, so all I want to do is just walk by, and just like a nice little karate chop to the wrist, the phone goes to the ground, mm. and I go, mm. get off speakerphone and walk by. Wow. Mm. this You are John Wick of Sam's Club in your head. You're just doling out justice. You're like Denzel at that Home Depot at the end of, what is that? The Equalizer. The, the Equalizer, when he's got the, the nail gun. That's you at a Sam's Club, just throwing boxes of mac and cheese from a family size pack at people for being on their phone. I'm not throwing anything, just a, not, just something to knock the phone. No, just, a, I'm sorry, it was a nice little karate yeah. chop. Is yeah, a nice little it. karate a chop. A nice little jujitsu on this It's not to the jugular to or anything, them, just to the wrist. It, you know it's going to crack their phone at the very least their phone is going to leave with damage and so i find you to be ruthless in this sense and i I, christina talk some sense and what do you think about this i do think it's a bold move to listen to music on speakerphone or to have like without headphones or to just have a full-blown conversation just out in the open for everybody to listen to i would have to say I'm leaning more towards Travis's take of, you know what, you're putting yourself in this position of, I'm now listening to your private conversation, or I am now listening to music that I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I mean, I might enjoy it, but I didn't ask for it. Mm. So I think that means that I can slap your phone out of your head because I ask my permission, ask my permission, say, Hey, do you want to listen to this song that I'm very loudly listening to on my phone? And if I say no, turn it off i mean if they asked you you would say yes is the thing the thing that we're all not Mm -hmm. saying is that if these people were to be like hey do you mind if i have a facetime we'd be like what don't ask me that or talk to me do whatever you want to (laughs) do so let's not act like we'd be like actually thank you so much for asking it would act it would be weird for me i think to hear your personal conversation so i think you should wait till later that's not how it will go i don't understand that though Katie, did you ever request a song when someone was playing it loud? Because that's what I would have done. <laughs> no, but that would be really <laughs> funny. 
Oh, just like, hey, when you get a sec, can you play some Britney? Do you have any hey, Britney can, can, on there? Can you cue up some Britney Spears for me? Thanks. Like, hey, dude, I, I also left my headphones at home today, so I know it's probably not your musical tastes, but if you could play some Receiving End of Sirens, I would, it would, like, really help me get amped for this meeting. Because I can't play it. That's the other thing. I can't play it on my phone now because you're playing yours on your phone, and then we're just, it's going to be a cacophony on the subway, and nobody's, get, people are going to get headaches. People are going to start puking. It's going to be too much noise at once. Or can you call dibs and be like, I get the next song. Like you have to mute your phone after the song and I get to choose the next one. I think one. I just, yeah, <laughs> hey, I just think next. I wish the person, I wish there was a, an aux cord on the subway and I think whoever gets it, they don't get to sit down, but they do get the aux cord. And then, and then, you know, you can, when you get off at your stop, the next person like, oh, cool, I got the aux cord spot. I think the problem is that people would start using that and abusing that. And then I feel like we would all be riding around on the subway listening to episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. And I mean, the subway is bad enough. I don't think we need that. So <laughs> I, this, I just, I think if you're going to play music on your phone on the subway, you should announce Hey everyone, I forgot my headphones. We've all been there, right? I got a big meeting coming up. I need to get hyped. I hope nobody minds. You, Most of you have headphones in anyway. I'm going to play my music and I'll be off in three stops. Done. It's really not the music that bothers me. It's more so the people who have the FaceTimes or the like. they have a phone conversation on speakerphone rather than just putting the phone up to their ear for whatever mm-hmm. reason. That more so is what I don't like because now I'm uncomfortable. Like I'm sitting next to you listening into your conversation and now I feel like I can't do, I can't make noise. It's going to intrude on your conversation. It's just Mm. weird. Mm. I think you should feel free to do whatever you were going to do anyway because they, you not making any noise or intruding on their conversation is why they're like, well, nope, everybody leaves me alone when I do it. So I'm going to mm, keep doing that it. That is true. So people, that is if true. you're listening, like, <laughs> karate chop phones. Just have some, I think what, what Travis is trying to say, and I, I think maybe he's not choosing the best words to say it, but I think the heart <laughs> of his point is that, you know, consider the people around you, especially after a year where we've all been inside. We're going to all have to really focus on who's around us and what we're doing in social situations because I have this fear that I've spent a year of not having to worry about like picking a wedgie. There's no one who can see me. I have had free range or whatever on picking wedgies whenever I have one. And then I'm going to go back into the world and be like, oh, I'm not, I'm supposed to only do this at certain times. And I'm supposed to hide myself. Do I'm like forgetting to be ashamed of certain things. And I think everyone's going to be going through that. And I just think we got to, Keep it in the front of our minds as we all enter back into society. Speaking of entering back into society, Christina, what did you do on Friday? So this weekend was a big um, personal weekend for myself. I haven't, I haven't since moving to Connecticut. I haven't really found a group of girlfriends or like you know girls to kind of talk to and hang out with i only hang out with my boyfriend considering for the last year we've been mm. dating we've been in a pandemic mm, travis and i won't take that personally i guess so but yeah besides you guys i mean mm, yeah, yeah, you, you guys too yeah no you guys too yeah, no um, girlfriends you've got us yeah so. yeah 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 no besides you Sorry, guys you answer my phone calls. Um, yeah that's different Oof. that's a little different but mm. um so yeah, so anyway, my my boyfriend has a bunch of guy friends who also have girlfriends. And so I've gotten to know them through social settings over the last couple of months. 
But on Friday, all of them decided to get together. Mind you, they've known each other for a lot longer than I've been around. Mm. So that instantly intimidates me. You know, you're walking into a situation where it's a group of girls who... Yeah, no, that's exactly how I felt. Where, you know, it took a lot mentally for me to say, they've invited you. That means they want you there. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have invited you if they didn't want you there. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. I don't have to stay forever. I'm driving myself. So if at any point I want to leave, I can leave. And so I figured, you know what? I need to stop relying on my boyfriend to make social plans. You know, I need to branch out and kind of do my own thing. I've been in my now two-bedroom apartment for way too long, Mm -hmm. time to get social again. And so I went and it was actually, you know, I think a lot of the times when I have social anxiety of, oh, should I go? And I'm I'm such a person to make plans and then back out last minute because five minutes before I'm like, I don't really want to go. I'm scared. I'm going to stay home. But once I push myself out of my comfort zone, I f- it's just so much better. Like, I, it, there was nothing to be scared of, quote yeah. unquote. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people are a lot nicer than you might give them credit for. So, you know, when I went, I was like, you know, they're not scary. This walking into a situation where people know each other and you don't know them on that level is wildly intimidating. Totally. Give people a little more credit. So, yeah, so I had fun. It was great. And so I'm proud of you. Yeah, I am. Honestly, I was too. And I came home and I was like, I made friends tonight. And it sounds so lame to be happy about that at 26 years old. No, it doesn't. But I, you know, I think a lot of people think that, you know, when you move to a new state where you don't really know anybody or when you first start dating somebody and now they are your life and you're like, whoa, I have to hang out with people outside of them now. And I forgot how to do that. And it's just, you know, it's a little bit of a stressful situation but i powered through it so so can you hell yeah i also feel like it's give people credit but also give yourself some credit because it's like when you're hanging out at home you're basically saying that hanging out with yourself is fun that like you like hanging out with yourself you prefer to hang out with yourself than other people sometimes because you forget that being around other people is good for your soul in different ways but acknowledge that like you're worth hanging out with so going, like you were saying, they invited you and you were like, they invited me. They want me there. It's like, I'm fun to be around. So if I go in there thinking I'm fun to be around, I'm going to be more fun to be around and it's not going to be as awkward as if I, because I usually go into new situations and I'm like, oh my God, everyone in this room <clears throat> is funnier than me or is cooler mm-hmm. than me or is smarter than me and I'm just going to not say anything and then I get there and I do the me thing where I say stuff anyway because I can't shut up but it's not (laughs) I'm just like behind the eight ball because I'm like trying to keep up with people and then I'm like chill out you're one of the people in the room it's not like they're in a room and you're invading it you're in the room with the people so just deep breath be yourself and enjoy yeah and if you didn't go out early on when they start inviting you, then they're going to be like, well, we're not going to invite her then. So you kind of like, it was smart to do it now or else they might have. No, that's what I, I thought. Like as I was literally sitting there and I was debating all day and I remember I started getting ready and I was like, oh, do I really want to go? Cause the, so where she lives is like 45 minutes from my house. So I was like, oh, it's a long drive. It do I want to do it? And I was like, you know what? No, put in the effort do it. You're going to feel better about it. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to be happy that you went. And so I was. Um, And yeah, I think, you know, just push yourself to do it. And then to Travis's point, I was like, if I don't go and if I don't show an effort, they're going to think I don't care because they don't know that I have, I'm having crippling social anxiety to where, you know, it's not them, it's me. It's not that, you know, they're not great girls and they're not great people to be with. It's that 
I'm scared to insert myself into that situation because I don't know how they'll accept me. But then, you know, you just got to give people a little bit more credit. And to your point, give myself credit that once I'm there, I can gel into the situation. It's not that scary. Yep. You don't have to be the you that you think the people want you to be. You can just be yourself. And if they don't like you, that's the other thing about like, it's why it's okay to feel proud of yourself for making new friends at whatever age you're at. Because it's like the flip side of that is if they don't like you, you can go, okay. I don't lose anything. I don't exactly. Have to be friend- I'm going to just be myself. And if you don't like me, this isn't high school. You're not going to, you can't use that against me. You can't do- bully me about it. We just don't have to be friends. And what I've realized, like the older you get, it's to your point, it's not like high school or it's not like you live with these people and you're forced to see them all the time. You know, if, if somebody doesn't like you as an adult, bye. You know, like, and they, you yeah, and if you, you think don't need that them for a valid life. reason, if they express the reason and you're like, oh, man, I don't think that I, I want to address it, then go for it. But if they don't, then you're just like, well, this person takes a lot of energy to hang out with and I don't need that in my life. So snip, snip. But when you find the people who are awesome to hang around with, who you walk away from hanging out with them and you feel better and you feel like energized, which I know for introverts is very difficult. I get it. I'm that way. (laughs) Uh, Then it's like, you know, those people you're like, man, I'm excited to have this friend in my life. And then you want to go and you don't want to cancel plans. So good for you. The world's opening up again. We're all getting social again. So the social anxiety is there, but push through it. That's right. I think more people than ever are going to have it, or at least shades of it, that probably never had it before. Because it's, you know, we're doing, it's riding a bike. We'll all get used to it again, but it's been a minute since we did it. So mm-hmm. if somebody tries to slap your phone out of your hands, just know that that's, you know, they're judgy and you're working on it. You're getting back into society again. Um, my only friendly banter thing to share that was very exciting to me was that there was a New York Times crossword this week, last week. And it was, well, it wasn't the main crossword, it was the mini puzzle, which is pretty small. But the clue was <laughs> ESPN's always late with Katie, and then a blank, and the answer was Nolan. I saw or Maybe this. it was blank Nolan, and it was Katie. Either way, That's it was pretty me. Cool. How cool That's is awesome. that? That's And is I got really a really, cool. I got a really cool voicemail from Sam from Baltimore. He sounded so excited, but he didn't ask a question, so I'm not going to play it. But he was just like, "Hey, that's neat, huh? I love that." And I agree. That's exactly my energy on it. It made me very happy. As a person who used to do the New York Times crossword all the time, and then I, I fell off because I found out Mina did it, and I was like, "Well, that's she's that's her <laughs> thing. So not going to compete with her on doing the crossword." But then I got back into it this weekend, and that was fun to get back into crosswords god i'm boring um which leads me to the mental health update yeah yeah that part was exciting mental health update bad weekend for katie Mm. depths going to the depths this weekend not loving myself at the moment working on it uh but boy what a sad and dark weekend for me uh travis you got hold on i'm gonna leave and come back why your videos are like frozen so i know that i'm off with my talking you open up about how sad you're feeling, and they're like, "I'm gonna go." Um, it was really nice to talk to you, but I'm thank gonna you leave. for telling me. But thank you I so actually, much for sharing. I, I have plans now, but I have to. I have some other stuff to do, and mm. so I'm gonna head out. But uh, but again, thank you for sharing that yeah. with me. But right I'm after I go tee now. him up to let everybody know, and now I'll just spoil his news. He got his first vaccine, so good for Travis. He got his first dose of the vaccine, and he doesn't want to talk about his feelings. He's back. You good, bro? Waiting for you to show up. There's one. Are we here now? 
I disappeared. Don't know. And Christina, you're frozen. I'll just have to deal with this. All right, now you're both what here. What is going on with you, Trav? I don't know. I don't have control of this. I mean, anyway, we already we already told everybody you got your first vaccine. Christina, what what is this? Is this something we should talk about next week? Oh, so, well, this week I have a few things that I'm looking forward to, which yeah. made me really excited for this week because last week I also was just not loving myself, not loving anything about life. <laughs> so, uh this week I'm happy and I'm excited. Last week was not a good week. This week's a good week, hopefully. Yeah, I think that hits the nail on the head. I think I need to start putting stuff in my calendar to look forward to because right now I'm just looking at it and I'm like, hmm. That's what I needed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. weirdly enough, a few things came up. I have something tomorrow and something Wednesday that I'll recap you guys on Ooh, next Monday. That's a tease. But it's, this it, is no, a good it's tease. stuff I'm like really excited about that I've never good. done before. Yes. Um, So more stepping out of my comfort zone, but it's something I'm really looking forward to. And I think that that's something over the last couple of weeks when I've been like, what am I doing with myself? It's I think it's because I don't have anything to look forward to. It's also overstaying your welcome in your comfort zone. Like I am I am fully living in my comfort zone and my comfort zone is like, (laughs) hey, it's time to go. (laughs) You've been in here. You're wearing a sweatshirt you bought on Instagram. You idiot. Uh, Get out of your comfort zone and go do some stuff that you don't feel like doing because remember, it feels rewarding once you've done it. But it's Mm -hmm. just like that tiny little molehill looks like a mountain to me where I'm like yeah but that's gonna require so much on so many different levels and I suck so I'm not gonna be able to do it which is the wrong way to look at things um that's how I looked at everything last week it was you know those days where it's like you only have one thing to do at like four o'clock yes it's like you have a 15 minute phone call at four o'clock but I can't do anything before four o'clock yes all day I am spending all day looking at well, I'm like, I can't go to the gym at 10 in the morning because I have a four o'clock phone call. Yes. It's going to take 15 minutes. Oh. It's going to take no time out of my day, but I need to spend all day preparing Thinking for about it. it. This is what, mm-hmm. is this what it feels like to agree all the time? Because I am agreeing passionately you really need to stop with you at this <laughs> moment. You are nailing it. I hate mm-hmm. that. Where I'm like, well, I got something at four, so I can't do literally anything all day. And then after four o'clock, I'm just going to think about how I wasted a whole day <laughs> waiting doing for nothing. 15 minutes. That's the entire last year of my life has been like, well, I, I owe someone 15 minutes at this time and an hour at this time. And in between, I'll just stare at my phone yeah, and I'll scroll hate TikTok myself. for way too long. And then I'll end up buying stupid things. And oh, then here I am. Oh, God. Um... All right, Travis, we said you're vaccinated. Well, let me know when you get your second one. This, by the way, this palm, this awesome Woo! palm band-aid that I have here oh, is uh, Myrtle's tooth got caught in my hand. <gasps> it was not great. Uh, is Myrtle okay? Not great. Yeah, she's totally okay. fine. She felt she felt really bad, which is like the cutest Aww. thing when your dog does when like you're playing and then you're like, ah, f-. she's like, huh, huh, huh. Like, no, no, I'm Okay. <laughs> It's just like right in the center of the palm of my hand, which I was like, well, that's going to get covered in bacteria if I don't put a Band-Aid on it. But it's so weird to put a Band-Aid across the palm of your hand. I'm going through How it. How does that week, impact your video game? news. Uh, I haven't been playing video games as much. That's how deep and dark the depression of the weekend was because I o- the only, oh, here, I'll just be honest, the only game I'm playing right now is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I'm not good at it yet. And it's also, I keep, 
only being able to play it in short spurts, so I'm not getting better at it. And mm. when I go into a really sad place, I want to play a video game that kind of affirms that I'm a good that I'm good at it instead of like working on getting good in, at something and potentially failing. Because if I fail at being good at this video game that everybody loves, I'm going to beat myself up about it. And that's the last thing I need right now. Um, but, you know, the first thing I need is a therapist and everything is a journey. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> Uh, the, what else? Oh, official pod business. We really don't have time because we have a lot to get to today, but I got some listener feedback in the form of a voicemail for Ooh. you specifically, Travis. And so I wanted to play it for you. For me. Do you, Uh-oh. Yeah, here we go. Hi, my name is Elizabeth. This is specifically for Travis and Travis only. As to the socks and the leggings question, it's very practical. It's not hard to understand you got to put the socks over the end of the leggings so that everything stays tucked and tied together, and it's warm. It's so much warmer, all right? It's cold out here on these streets. Leggings are not that warm. And warm, fuzzy wool socks coming up over the leggings keeps it all sealed in. And then when you put a boot on, it means that you're not having the edge of the boot, like, chafing at your skin and, like, hurting on your mm-hmm. bare skin. Instead, you have a nice pad. And as Katie said, it's all tucked in. You're not going to get water in there. It's nice and warm and cozy. So it's very practical. And I feel attacked, but that's probably only fair because I can't wait for my friend who's a guy to listen to the podcast about wearing basketball jerseys as a grown-ass adult, and he just wears them on his errands all the time without a shirt on underneath, and it's not okay. So I guess it was an equal opportunity to offend. But I do think that the socks are a practical thing. Thank you very much. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Elizabeth, um, there's a part two, so let me just real quick. Sorry, Elizabeth again. <laughs> One more thing about the socks and the leggings. You also can't usually put the leggings over the socks because leggings are too tight, and then mm-hmm. they roll down, and so then they have, like, that lump, and that's not comfortable for anyone. So um, in all ways, it's best to have the socks out over. Okay, love you, minute. Thank you. Goodbye for real. Bye. Bye for real, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for calling in. Travis, you were shaking your head during that whole thing. Yeah, because she says you're trying to stay warm. Well, then wear something that is warmer than leggings. What? Well, why why don't you tell all of the clothing brands ever to then not create leggings? No, no, no. We like leggings. I, it's Travis. it's okay, but if if the reason is because you need to stay warm and leggings don't keep you that warm then don't wear leggings it's not about leggings not keeping you that warm it's about the fact that if my socks don't touch my leggings that means there's a bare space of skin yeah it's my ankles are exposed you ever had a cold ankle no. dude because if okay, it's cold then. out well then maybe you shouldn't well talk. then you can't relate maybe you should out, pipe down I will, I will dress properly and oh travis everyone's doing it wrong and you're doing it right what can I tell you, bud? You've got it all figured out, and everyone who does it differently than you is doing it wrong. I'm glad you finally and see so this. It, I know. Me too. I'm glad now we can move on. All of your takes are just like, I do it right. Everyone else, stop doing it wrong. You heard it from Katie. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, all right, guys. Today on the podcast, we do have a lot to get to. I keep saying that. Trevor Lawrence doesn't love football enough. European soccer is doing some very shady 
very loudly. Joe Buck might host Jeopardy. I watched the Jake Paul fight, and I'm going to break it down entirely for you. You're welcome. Yes, I did pay $50 for it. Yes, I am sorry. The Yankees are doing poorly, so you know we're going to at least touch on that very quickly. Mel Kuyper eats like a baby. Zion loves New York. The Rams are going to draft from a beach house, and we're even going to talk about F1 because Travis, I saw you tweeted about it, and I have questions. Travis, does Trevor Lawrence like football even? Yes, this is this whole thing is stupid. Well, let's tell the people what the whole thing is. An article came out last week in Sports Illustrated about Trevor Lawrence, and people started freaking out over a couple quotes, questioning if his love and motivation for football should be a red flag. What the quotes were, he said things like, it's not like I need this for my life to be okay. He also said, it's hard to explain that because I want people to know I'm passionate about what I do and it's really important to me, but I don't have this huge chip on my shoulder that everyone's out to get me and I'm trying to prove everybody wrong. I just don't have that. I can't manufacture that and I don't want to. He also said uh there's more in life there's also more in life than playing football why does it say marissa ads who's marissa uh, it must be his wife ah there's mm. more in life than playing football uh so travis what was the reaction of people to these seemingly logical all some people like is he gonna be like andrew luck is he gonna just up and retire at any point do you want him and it's like andrew luck retired because his body was breaking down on him people this is it's dumb. Like he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder because since he's 14 years old, he's been anointed as the number one quarterback. Like, why would he have a chip on his shoulder? That would imply that like he's had to like overcome. Like he's been the golden child. Like he still loves football. You see, I I would argue if you've been as good as he's been and as exalted as he has been, you this is actually the mindset you want them to have. To have a, a number one pick be like I'm a. Uh, I love football. I'm very, I take it very seriously. It's not my entire life I have perspective. That's a very hard thing for someone to do when their entire life they've been rewarded for football. It's very much easier to be like, football is all I am. Football is the only thing that's Mm -hmm. gotten me anything. So I will die for football. That's holding it too tight. That's gripping it too tight. And as any athlete knows, you got to loosen your grip on stuff in order to be good and be able to you know, exist in the moment and make whatever decision in whatever sport you're playing that you have to make in the moment. So I think this sounds promising for Trevor Lawrence. I love this from Trevor Lawrence. Did anybody like that isn't sometimes these articles get written. It's like everybody freaked out. And it's like, well, who's everybody? Was it six people on the Internet or did people in sports media actually go on TV and say there was media people that were commenting on this? And like my rebuttal is we commend Bruce Arians for He's got, like, a policy that, like, if your son or daughter is, has a game or whatever, you don't miss it because you're staying late to study film. We commend him for that. Isn't this the same thing? Yeah. The difference is, is Bruce Arians gets commended for that because it gets people who are at the later in their careers want to play for him because they don't want to take things. I just remember it being a thing when Tom Brady was going there. Where they were like, he's going to go there because the culture is a lot more relaxed. We get it then, but when it's a rookie, we want them to come in and be like, I will do anything you need. I will die for this team. I I trust them implicitly. I'm going to do everything I can do. And if I suck, I promise you I'll be sad. I promise you guys, if I'm bad at football, I'm going to be sad and it's going to ruin my life. Because then fans are like, cool, I'm going to yell at this guy. But when he comes out here and is like, yeah, I'm pretty balanced as a person in my life people are like well then how do i how do i hurt you when you bother me the nfl wants players that don't have a backup plan that it's football or nothing and for for him it's not yeah i think that's true 
I think for most professional athletes as a fan, that's what you're you're looking at anyway. Because you think that, okay, these professional athletes, that is their life because that is their job. That that's, that's what they've worked their entire life for. And so you think that that, that should be the all-consuming thing. They're getting paid so much money to be there. That is their life. But we should be praising this type of outlook for someone like Trevor Lawrence, especially given the fact that he is so young. I mean, what is he, 24, 25 years? He's young. He's 21. Yeah. Wow. So he's younger than I thought that he was. So he's Mm -hmm. a young kid who, to your point, has been virtually given everything in the sense of football where he's been awesome for so long. He hasn't had to prove to people that he's good. He is good and he's been good. So I think, you know, for him to have this perspective of, listen, I'm good. You know, I could walk away and I'm fulfilled with all of the other things in my life, my wife, my family, you know, my other hobbies, my other interests. I I want someone like that. I I want someone who's well-rounded, who there is more, if you don't want to hear it, click off, but there's more to life than football. There's more to life than the sport you play. And I understand football fans being so passionate that they think that obsession is the proper way to love something. It's the only way to be committed to it is to be obsessed with it. And that's not true. It can be true for certain people. But what do you think we mean when we talk about athletes and mental health? What do you think we mean when we talk about the game being 90% mental? All of that is that like, if you're focused on it too too intently or you hold on to it too tightly you can't live without it you'll die without it then you stop actually doing it and processing any win or any loss or any setback because every setback will feel bigger this is coming from somebody who up until recently did this with my job I was very like any step back is a huge L and everyone's gonna make fun of me while I hold it until recently when I was like oh guess what there have been L's there have been W's but acknowledging acknowledging them and and understanding what they make me feel is how you get the motivation to go do other things you process those things so that you can exist as a person in the world who if something happens and this is obviously coming from a place of privilege where if I lose my job it's not like an immediate dire need for me to find another job and I just want to acknowledge that's where I'm coming from I'm speaking about myself in this way but it's like if you have a job like that that has given you so much and you're so afraid to do anything other than that that you you know you would get too lost in it this is what a, a, a mentally healthy perspective on your job looks like. I know we want it to be different because their job, A, pays them a ton of money, and B, is a game. But either way, this is their job. It's their job. They have to be good at it. They have to do their best at it. And this is how they get there. So I think that, I think fans are becoming more you know, uh, emotionally intelligent in this way. But whenever I see a story like this and people react with like, oh, he's going to leave. He doesn't even like football. It's like, not necessarily. Even in, in, I don't know what his original quote was, or so I guess I don't know the context and how he said this or why he said any of this, but he never said, I don't love playing or I'm not committed to a team or I'm not loyal long-term. I mean, he never said any of those things. He just said, I I love football, but I also love everything else that life is offering me. 
So, it, you know, it, it, he's not saying that he's not committed to the game, that, you know, he's he's not the locker room guy everybody wants him to be. In no, in no context did he say any of that. He just said, I, I love other things outside of football, too. This is also the guy that, out of anybody that didn't have to play this past season in college football, he was the, the leader, and he, or the guy that didn't have to play, and he was the one that led the charge to play. So... Like right. If he didn't love, which like, agree this was or disagree, chance. if it's if it's this argument about him not liking football, then yeah, that certainly disproves that. I also could see uh, people comparing this to like, well, Kyrie Irving, he he says he's about stuff that's more than football or basketball. <laughs> yes, Kyrie Irving is about <laughs> a lot more stuff than football, uh, and and it took away from uh, he like didn't show up or it's taking mm-hmm. away from the team, and I hate that. I hate the framing that like athletes participating in social justice or like championing causes gets in the way of them playing sports and I understand the Kyrie situation but that's why anytime I've spoken about it I'm like I think that he's right in certain ways and wrong in other ways you still have to honor your commitments this is not Kyrie never came out and said anything like what Trevor Lawrence is saying he never came out and said these this kind of a phrase so it's like don't take what you think is the worst possible outcome and attach it to like this sounds like a guy who would do that because that's not what the guy who did that even ever said so it's like I think what he's saying is I have a healthy perspective on football and uh and everybody was mad about it anyway he tweeted as uh, to address it um in a three-part tweet which just as a small note shout out to people like athletes or sports media figures who understand how to thread your tweets it's such a small (laughs) thing but it really matters because it's so hard to find what tweet is the part of what other tweet just reply to your own tweet folks that's how Mm -hmm. it works and then you can (laughs) see all three of them all at once but anyway what he said was uh, it seems as if people are misreading my sentiment. I am internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone. That's a little vague, but I'll give it to him. Uh, it's a huge priority in my life, obviously. I'm driven to be the best I can be. This is insane that he has to say this when he's when we're about to go into the draft. That he I has know. to be like, I love football. I'm very good no, at really, it. I, I love uh, it, guys. And to maximize my, <laughs> my potential and to win. I have uh, a lot of confidence in my work ethic. I love to grind and to chase my goals. You can ask anyone who's been in my life. That being said, I am secure in who I am and what I believe. I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person. I purely love the game and everything that comes with it. The work, the team, the ups and downs. I am a firm believer in the fact that there's a plan for my life and I'm called to be the best I can be at whatever I'm doing. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> LOL. And look, I think it's a good argument to make that the more centered you can be in your life, the more balanced everything can feel than any big swings that come your way. You can sort of level yourself back out a little bit faster than if you're always swinging on your own back and forth to extremes. There's like extremes will happen, but the value in them is less than the value found at the center in equilibrium where everything is sort of just peaceful. Yeah, I completely agree. Again, like always. Of course you do. Like always. You would. You would. Yes, Um, I would. And I am. Let's talk about the European Super League, which, Travis, I was so thrilled to see you put this in the doc. I I like soccer. in the doc. Why did you put, what, why don't you explain to me what you understand of this? And Christina, you let me know too, because I know European soccer, international soccer can get a little confusing, and I'm certainly no expert, but... I find this very fascinating, and I'm, I want to talk about it. So there it. are a group of teams, I'm going to refer to them as the conglomerate, that... Are yeah, you? And they are trying to create their own 
Champions League, which would be the European Super League, the ESL, and more teams have come out either saying they were going to join it or they're not. And now there's this whole thing about if they can even do it, why they're doing it. Sounds like it's for money. Uh, UEFA and FIFA are like, hold on here, folks. You need approval from us and we're going to make some statements. They've UEFA and FIFA have already come out and said if they play, the players play in the game, they can't play in the World Cup, which is kind of like, but the players don't have a choice. Like Liverpool is one of the teams like, if you play for Liverpool, like, you're going to tell your team you're not playing? Like, they're kind of attacking the wrong people there, but it's... So here's here's what I here's what I understand of it. And now, if you're, like, a super European soccer fan, you can probably skip, because this is going to be very, very basic breakdown of my understanding of what's happening here. But if you don't know, it is a very interesting sports story, and I'll give you the basics you need to know to engage in the conversation and have an opinion. So... European soccer is a little confusing because there are all different leagues in all different countries. And then there's also like concurrently running seasons of other leagues that are separate from the league that you're currently playing in. So to just give this a concrete example, the English Premier League is made up of however many teams and they play their season, you know, interleague play where they just play each other. There's no championship. There's no tournament at the end of the season. There's no playoffs. It's just whoever. Yeah, you play every team twice. And then whoever ends with the most points at the top of the table, they win the Premier League. Uh, so concurrently with that, there are things like the Carabao Caribou Cup that I don't understand. There's uh there's the Champions League. So the Champions League is a separate league that is essentially a, it's structured like a tournament. It's like a round robin uh thing, but it is a league. And what it's made up of is very confusing. But the best way I can explain it is that basically it's it's run by UEFA which is the United European Football Association. Sounds good to me. Best guess. Uh, and so <laughs> what they do is they take all of the leagues that exist in member nations and a certain number of teams based off of a coefficient. Now, that's very confusing. But basically, it's like an all-star team, an all-star league of the best teams in all the leagues. I know I'm screwing this up. It's like you up, take like the top four from the English Premier, the top four from La Liga, sure, but it and def- so on. The amount of time, the amount of teams that come from each league is based on something called a UEFA coefficient, which has all this math about like whatever. Basically, like English Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, League. Uh, what else am Bundesliga. I doing? Bundesliga. Like all these leagues. Those are the big ones. Uh, then there's a ton of others because it's like, you know, the Armenian Premier League is in there. It's all the European nations. You get a bunch of teams that come into this Champions League and they play this round robin and it's it's very revered. It's a revered uh, thing. If you win your league, you can get in. There's other ways to qualify. There's like top teams. There's if you win the Champions League the year before, you get to be in the Champions League the next year. It's a little bit confusing, but I think that basically breaks it down. What's happening right now is that a bunch of big name teams that are usually in the Champions League, so uh, like AC Milan, Arsenal, Atletico Madrid, uh, Chelsea, Barcelona, Juventus, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Real Madrid, all of these teams, the heavy hitter names that even if you don't pay attention to soccer, you're like, I know who those are. They have joined this European Super League as founding clubs. I think there's 13. 
16 right now, but they're assuming it's going to go to 15. They want to join this new league where they will be guaranteed to play every year. They won't have to qualify. They won't have to finish in first. They won't have to meet some sort of standard. And then there will be these, like, I don't know, five open slots that I guess people do have to meet a standard in order to play. Either way, they want to basically say we are permanently in Champions League and we get to play in Champions League every single year. Now, this would mean they're not in the Champions League, which the ramifications of that would be all these heavy hitters are now out, would be out of the Champions League. I don't know if the Champions League would have enough money or whatever to continue. This would be the replacement of that. Uh, and it's the, the, the FIFA's not happy, like Travis said. UEFA's not happy because obviously they would be losing control of the Champions League. Fans aren't happy because the point of Champions League Granted, it was skewed a little in favor of certain leagues, like the ones we mentioned, but you had to earn your way in. It was like a, a team like, you know, Leicester City can can win the, the uh, Premier League and then get into the Champions League, which you never thought was going to happen, but it happened. Now that's kind of completely gone. The rolling of the dice is gone. The incentive to work really hard in order to achieve something is gone. And part of that is money. So another thing that the league is doing that's very frustrating is that the clubs are the, uh, apparently in early drafts of how this league is going to work. They're trying to write into the bylaws that there's a, a almost like an American style salary cap on how much money the teams in this new Super League get to or have to spend on talent. So what that basically means is that all of these teams that are automatically in this league are going to get the guaranteed money from the TV contracts because someone's going to want to air a league that features all of those teams. And then they won't have to spend much of it on their actual players, which means owners are just going to cash a check and there will be no incentive to build your squad and to, you know, compensate your players and to get the best, it, because you're getting the money regardless. Winning doesn't mean anything and it's not going to earn you anything in the future. Money and European soccer is very confusing and I won't pretend to understand how it works, but I will say this seems pretty obvious, and it's also interesting because a lot of the teams involved in this are owned by Americans, like the fact that Stan Kroenke, who you may know as the guy who moved the Rams from St. Louis to Los Angeles and screwed over St. Louis fans, he owns Arsenal. So now he could just barely spend any money on this investment that he made and reap the benefits of having that big TV contract money. Also, Liverpool is owned by Fenway Sports Group, which is Tom Warner, which is also LeBron now. So LeBron is somehow making money off of a Super League of soccer teams. Basically, it seems on its face insane that this is possibly even going to happen. It's also worth noting the domestic leagues at which these teams play in, they would still kind of be a part unless those leagues then came down and said you're not in it. But as constituted now, which I think would they be... would still be playing. So like Liverpool would still be in the Premier League. It's entirely possible. I've seen people say that this is sort of just a very elaborate bluff in order to bring UEFA to the negotiating table to change some things about the way the Champions League runs. So that's possible, I suppose, and worth considering. But it just feels like a bunch of teams that have name recognition are like, we should cash in on this now. Logically, 
if you're like, because I know there'll be people who are like, duh, it's a business. Yeah, I guess logically that makes sense. But the, over the last year, it started to make me really uncomfortable when people say things like, yeah, well, it's a business. What did you want them to do? And it's like, yeah, okay. But at some point, you do have to be a little bit frustrated that it's a business. It's supposed to be a game. And if the business trumps the game, which it's supposed to not do, then the game loses all of its value. Why are we watching a sport if we all admit that it's just a business and at any minute anybody could do anything if it's going to get them more money? It's something we talked about last year with uh, was it the Eagles not playing uh, and and pulling guys when because if they lost they yeah, would the get a the, higher yeah, draft spot. Yeah, like I understand it's a business. I'm not an idiot. I know exactly why they would do that. What I'm saying is we shouldn't be allowing them to do that because once they do that, if it's not about winning the game you're currently playing, then what's going, then what is it about? And if it's about winning a future game, okay, then you could make that argument. But if it's about winning a draft, winning a player, saving money, that's trouble for me. Then I start to be like, well, then what are we even watching? If this is just a charade, it's like a talent show put on by a bunch of rich people. It's not the same. That's how I feel. Christina, what do you think? I know you disagree. Yeah, no, I completely disagree. Um, so I, I love soccer. I grew up playing soccer. I don't watch nearly as much of it now as I used to. Growing up, I used to watch a lot of international soccer. I would watch the World Cup every year. I have not watched in honestly probably like five or six years. So I, I don't I don't know anybody anymore. I don't know any of the players. I'm not really up on any of the teams. Yeah, I, I really don't know any of like I guess the politics that go behind all of this. Um, I'm just I'm a little confused on why they want to start their own mini league. I guess I no yeah. I can see the point of money. It just for all of the other factors that you just laid out, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me as outside of money. Yeah, I think that's the part that's tough for an owner to understand. Because when you say outside of money, the owner's like, what is that? Yeah, there, they're like, well, well there, there is, is nothing else. There is nothing outside of money. Which is like, you have so much of it. Why would you own a sports team if you don't want to use your money? to? It's like the most fun thing to do with your money. But nobody fun has enough money to do it. If a fun person had a ton of money, you could make a cool team. These teams are always in the champion. It'd be one thing like if it was like lesser teams are like, all right, let's split off and create our own because we're never getting in enough. Let's do our own thing. These guys are always in. Yeah, that would make more sense to me. Exactly. That would make more sense to me is if it were a bunch of teams who either are not getting in or are constantly missing the mark or, you know, they can't get there i can understand their frustrations and them saying you know what let's just all play each other then and then yeah. we'll you know we'll add in other teams consistently who can meet our standards but you know if we're not constantly getting in then let's make our own league and we'll all play each other that i can understand it's I super don't frustrating under because it's the haves not the have nots and that yeah. the the usually haves are like, well, we don't want to have to factor in the chance that one year we won't have because that'll be really hard for us to plan for financially. So can we make sure that the haves always have? And it's like, no, that's, you're supposed to, 
have to weather whatever storm comes. You're supposed to have to invest in your team so that you win, so that you keep winning, so that you get invited to these things like the Champions League. And it it's just there's so much money involved that I think they're like, this would be a lot easier if you could just let me know that every year I'm going to get to do this and I'm going to get to count on this money coming in. That way I can forecast things more in the future, which is just like, yeah, but that's not how it works. It sounds like a giant manipulation of the game to where it's like, you know, it's almost as if like, football you know for the nfl players saying okay i will play in your national football league if you can guarantee i'm going to go to the playoffs every year well that's not how that works you know you can't we're not guaranteeing you that you play to get there so at least that's the way i'm looking at it where it just seems like a manipulation of i want to make sure i'm good every year and i'm always at this high spot every year but that's not the that's not what sports are. That's not the whole point of competition and playing with each other. And to your point, weathering the storm and paying to get good players and good talent. You know, that all that goes out the window when you're just consistently playing at that level with other people who are also at that level. So you can guarantee that you're all there yeah. every year. It also stinks because, like, the Champions League has this air of importance about it. It has this, like, it's it's revered. If you listen to its theme song, it sums it up perfectly that like when I first heard it I was like what sport is this why does it have this like all the champions I was like this is a very (laughs) serious and then I found out what it was and I was like yeah I guess that makes sense you take it seriously it's an honor it's like the greatest teams of the last year now battle to see who's the best of them and it's like to have that just be replaced with like teams that were good a couple years ago and were always pretty good uh now just get to be here It'll lose its luster very quickly. It seems very short-sighted to me. Unless these teams do intend to invest and continue to get better. To have those teams play and have no incentive to grow as teams, that you're going to have a bunch of teams that it's like, yeah, you guys were cool in like 2010, but you stink now and you continue to stink. And now this is a league of dudes who stink. But I don't think that's so, going to, I don't think the leagues, those teams are going to stop paying their players. They're still going to be getting all the best players and be the best teams. Though. But they're going to hoard the money. But they, now, Travis, but they're still this, gonna, I'm like, interested in. If it works out how they want, Barcelona would still be in La Liga and still be at the top, so they're still going to be competing for the domestic title, so they're still going to be paying their players. I don't think that part's going to stop. Yeah, I mean, you could also argue, you could argue, I'm not saying it's a good argument, but you could argue that if they don't, if there's no, if winning La Liga doesn't get you anything, then it doesn't matter as much as it did five minutes ago when winning La Liga got you something. I mean, there's obviously only one team can win, and it's like once you get to a certain point in your season, you probably know if it's going that way or not. So I'm not saying there's no incentive at all. I just think that it's like, you know, it used to be worth something. Something interesting that I saw that, Travis, I want to know your opinion on because you're my college sports guy. I was watching Jalen and Jacoby today, and Jalen's take on this was that big? this is something you're going to see happen with big the Big Five conferences in college sports, that they're going to do something similar. They uh, already did. The college football playoff is the Power Five. A group of six teams isn't going to get in. So And they yeah. basically already have done That's this. That's what I I felt like they already have the bowls are already the winner, of, but, it's, but it is the winner of the certain conference, which is kind of what it was in the Champions League, which was like if you finished in this place in this conference, you got in. But it, I guess what Jalen's saying is that this is going to become Clemson finds a way to every year be, I don't know, I, I guess I, I don't I think understand his, the point I he's making. I didn't see it, but I'm guessing that he thinks 
they might expand it, but then keep it. So then it's always uh, the five conferences get an automatic spot plus three at larges within that or something like that. Or maybe they just give one at large to the group of six, automatic to the group of six. But I mean, it kind of already is the power five versus everybody else happening. I think yeah. he's just assuming that it would be more official. And you're also probably assuming that when there's a, a blatant money grab that it's like, oh, I, I wonder if the NCAA is paying attention to this and figuring out how they can do it as well, which to me does make sense. Um, is that everything we need to say about soccer? Should we apologize to everybody who loves soccer? I think we crushed it. I'm, I'm assuming ESPN FC will ask us for this audio. Yeah, I think so. Alexi or whoever. Who's who's our Taylor, so- Taylor Twelman. Twelman? Okay. Um, Jeopardy. Look, folks, I violated my my <laughs> own rule this week, and I tweeted oh, an opinion on Twitter. And mm-hmm. I know better. I know better. I know that the only time you should express an opinion on Twitter is in a direct reply to someone. Because tweeting out an opinion, people are just going to... And the thing that made me so mad... <laughs> I guess let me say what the opinion was. So, I love Jeopardy, is a fact. I host television shows for a living it's a it's technically a fact it is the job that i that i ideally have maybe it's not going great right now not necessarily relevant i've worked at becoming a host and i love jeopardy knowing those two facts i have a very high bar for who's going to replace alex trebek on jeopardy i have said before that i'm still in dvr i have slowed down because i'm catching up i'm on alex's last few episodes and i want those to last as long as humanly possible so i have not been watching the auditions of people you know trying out to be the host and i'm i'm also partially doing that because i know i'm going to be a very harsh judge but It became overlapped with my job. Aaron Rodgers was one of the people that was auditioning to host. And by audition, I think they get a two-week trial period of hosting the show. And then I assume from these people, they're going to eventually choose somebody. The other people have been like Ken Jennings, who's the like winningest, I think. He either has won the most amount of money, but maybe that might be He went on a long run. He's really good. I think he went on the longest run. Uh, Ken Jennings or uh, uh, there's a producer of Jeopardy. There's a whole bunch of different people. Point is, Aaron Rodgers... Started doing it, and we were talking about it on Highly Questionable. And I was being asked to have an opinion, so I was like, man, I should probably watch. I should skip ahead and just watch an episode tonight. I think it was Thursday or something. I watched it. Now, this is after having seen that Aaron Rodgers said he studied for this like he studies for a game. He watched old episodes. He wrote down everything that Trebek says. He wrote down every way he throws to break. He wrote down every way he says no to an incorrect answer. Every way that he says yes. Every way he transitions. He wrote it all down, and I said either here or somewhere else that I can relate to that because I did that with Jon Stewart monologues to teach myself how to write a monologue. I transcribed his. I understand the practice. When I watched Aaron Rodgers, I could see that. It was almost like when you watch an actor and you can see the script and you're like, that's Mm. not, I want to get lost in it. I want you to bring it to life and me to forget what the words on the page were. Anybody who's good at reading teleprompter, it's like, don't make it sound like you're reading it. I want it to feel organic. I know it's suspending disbelief. I know it's in front of you, but you got to feel it. Embody the word so it's like you're saying it for the first time. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. That being said, Aaron Rodgers, to the best of my knowledge, has never hosted anything on television before. Right? 
he's been a guest on certain things. I've seen him as a guest on Pat McAfee's show. I listened to him as a guest on um, Pete Holmes' podcast a very long time ago. He's a he's gregarious. He's smart. He's certainly introspective. He likes to think about things. He I like him. I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he has a presence. All of that. But your first hosting gig being a show that is very long running, it's beloved by America, the host was beloved by America, and has recently passed away. That's not your first hosting gig. It's just going to be too much. There's too much that you need to learn how to do. There's too much about the job of hosting that you learn on the fly. It's very hard to learn that on the fly on the biggest possible stage that people have very strong feelings about and feel very attached to it's like you know I don't want to say this and offend anybody it's like getting married right after somebody that you were married to dies it's like it's gotta be the right it's gotta be the right match it's gotta be a little bit safe in the sense that like it has to be somebody that knows what they're doing but it also has to be somebody who's confident enough in their ability to host that they don't just do an Alex Trebek impression Because an Alex Trebek impression, they're never going to be as good as Trebek. I want to see you host the show. That's where I'm coming from. All of that is to say, I tweeted, Aaron Rodgers should be, A, incredibly proud of himself, and B, not the long-term host of Jeopardy, please. That's it. And I had people telling me that I was being hateful, that I attacked him, how, how dare I, I'm a bitch I'm Skip Bayless's side piece I I was just like and I'm like don't air my own personal I will tell people that when I am good (laughs) and ready but Skip and I have decided that now is not the time allegedly but it was just like the again my point being I know not to tweet my opinion I know that the words I say around the opinion no one's listening to and they're just like she hates Aaron Rodgers and I'm like not only do I not hate Aaron Rodgers I devoted a lot of my podcast to trying to see if he's more famous than the woman that he's going to marry named and I think you picked we love you picked her though too right I don't know if that's true Travis and I don't think we need to bring that up right now it doesn't feel important to me what I'm saying is (laughs) I have nothing against Aaron Rodgers what frustrates me and of course it does because I get defensive because it's my job It frustrates me that nobody likes to give anybody credit for being good at hosting stuff. It's hard. It's hard to manage traffic, manage the like, I have to tell them that answer was incorrect. I have to tell them the correct answer. I have to throw to break. I have to, you know, make small talk with the contestant. Where's my body? Where's my camera? What's comfortable? All of that is difficult. It's a lot in your head at the same time that you're trying to miss, make sure you don't mispronounce something in the question, which would then ruin the integrity of the game. It's a lot of pressure. But everyone's like, I thought he did really well. He did. That's why I said he should be incredibly proud of himself. But while watching him, I was like, yeah, I don't think that he's going to bring his unique Aaron Rodgers energy to this until he gets comfortable And I think the best way for him to get comfortable would be to host other stuff that isn't so high stakes first. I will preface this by saying I didn't watch one second of him. 
And now Travis can come here and do this, and people will be like, I agree with Travis. One, if he needs to learn different ways to say somebody's wrong, just call me, Aaron. I've, I've got you. We can we can fix this one. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, and two, I think he probably would have been better off to watch a little bit to take some stuff from Alex, but you're right. Like, you aren't going to be Alex. Like, that's like him trying to do everything that Brett Favre did. Like, you aren't Brett Favre, so go be... And that's a lesson that is difficult to learn and takes a lot of trial and error. And you can't trial and error on a on a two-week audition. And I don't want you trialing and erroring with Jeopardy because if something goes wrong and people stop watching and then Jeopardy's canceled, then I would have wished we just did that when Alex died, which was a thing I thought about. I was like, if they get rid of Jeopardy because Alex is gone, I got to prepare for that. It might be the case. We might need a new quiz show that takes its place, but Jeopardy might be done now. And I accepted that so I would hate for it to happen in a couple months because they picked the wrong person as opposed to just being like let's let it go with him I just one more thing I had somebody say you're admitting that you because I went into my replies and I was like I only watched one episode here's where I'm coming from and most people I had that conversation with were like oh I get it totally fine I disagree but fine awesome to have somebody say to me you only watched one episode how is it fair for you to tweet your opinion and I'm like sir do you understand what I log into this website and see every day? <laughs> Do you understand that every day somebody who has no idea who I am tells me that I suck and should kill myself because I was on television? So to tell me that this, a very reasonable, thoughtful, I tried to be as generous as possible, but also was like, this is my opinion. I didn't, I wasn't harsh. I tried not to cause any harm. This guy's like, how is it fair for you to say that about Aaron Rodgers on this website? And I wanted to be like, Look at my app mentions. This is a very different website for me, who was constantly told here that I suck. And so I thought I was doing it nicely. But I guess I will resign myself to, I'm sorry to anybody I offended. I'm not sorry to anybody who tagged Aaron Rodgers in my tweet, because that's snitch tagging. And it also just is like, if you really think it's mean, why would you want him to see it? What kind of a fan are you? The point is, Joe Buck recently was announced that he might be one of the people up for the hosting job and fans aren't happy travis you wrote that again what does it mean what are because people saying Joe about Buck it what have you seen can never do anything right in the eye like the don't tell me your opinion tell me first what people have said in regards to the i just saw what the link article and there was just tweet after tweet about people not being happy and it's like i feel like whenever joe butt calls a game both fan bases of a game think that he's being biased against their team. Like, he can never win. The first time I met Joe Buck was at, in, when I started working at Fox. We were at Terranea. It was like this big, you know, every year they had this summit about football right before the season. And I I heard his voice behind me, and I was like, whoa, I know that voice. Had no, did not, probably wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a crowd, weirdly. But I was, I was like, I know that's Joe Buck. We sat and we talked, and he told me about a time that he got uh, death threats. It was like a Yankees Sox game. He got a bunch of tweets that were like, Joe Buck is clearly uh, biased for the Sox. And then he got a bunch of tweets that were like, Joe Buck is clearly a Yankees fan. And Joe was like, I wasn't even working on that game. I wasn't even in the oh. <laughs> I was at wow. when I was getting these tweets. It's just like, people wow. are biased against him. But that's why I think Joe Buck might be very good at hosting Jeopardy. Here's, if Joe Buck becomes the host of Jeopardy, I'm going to learn to read lips so I can watch every episode on mute. Another tweet. The world Wait. needs less Joe Buck, not more. 
I get, I get that people, I, I think it's like, he can annoy you, and then when a bunch of, when you see, I, I think people are overstating how much they dislike him. That doesn't seem crazy for me to say. I think people are just, they know it's a popular enough opinion that they're like, yeah, I can just say that Joe Buck stinks. Without, uh, and, and so I would say to those people, how's that fair? How is that fair that Joe Buck has not yet hosted a single episode of Jeopardy and everybody says that if Joe Buck hosts Jeopardy, they'll hate it? How is that fair? Mm. Life's not yeah. fair. Mm. Well, yeah, Travis, kind of the point. I think Joe Buck could be good at it. I think he might also stink at it. I think we're going to have to wait and watch at least one episode of it and see. But Joe Buck has been hosting for a very long time. Now, he's not perfect. He's got things that he does that people aren't a fan of. But I think... At least he's a, again, I give a little bit of credit for somebody who's been talking. You know how hard it must be to talk, interestingly, for an entire game, no matter what happens, and know when to acknowledge what's happening on the field and when it's time to talk about something else? That's something that's second nature to Joe at this point. He doesn't have to think about that. Whereas people are like, Katie, would you ever get in the booth? I'm like, absolutely not, because I would talk at all the wrong times. I would never know when to shut up. I would, did you say you would I'll do it. I thought you said you would mute me. Either one. I don't know. <laughs> like, which whoa, that was mute. No, I would <laughs> never yes, mute of, you, Of Katie. course you would do it, Travis. Of course you would do it. Because you've got the confidence that I need to learn to pretend Listen, to have. After my lesson with Aaron, call me. We can. I'll work with you on that, too. We're, what? I'll work with Aaron about how to tell people they're wrong, and then I can teach you how to just you know say things confidently and believe that it's right. Yeah. The problem is, Travis, if you do that on Jeopardy, they actually have to be right. They can't just be, mm. you can't just say them in a way that's convincing. Yeah, but you'll, if they're wrong, you can tell them, and then you you know that you're right, too. Yeah, that's, this is, yeah. Uh, Christina, what do you think about Joe Buck hosting Jeopardy? And now, if you say he's going to suck, I, I applaud you. You can disagree? I, I don't know, honestly. I think that, I really think that anybody who steps into this role, it, you're going to be judged harshly. Because yes. of the fact of who Alex was, what the show is, how it means so much to so many people, whoever walks into this role, you're going to get judged far more harshly than maybe you deserve to be. But that, and there's going to be people who take is. that too far. There are going to be people yes. who take that too far, which is why it was so important to me to make sure I told Aaron Rodgers that he did an incredible job. He did much better than he should have done. But it's also important for me to say that I don't consider Jeopardy hosting to be an entry-level job. And there will be people who will be like, who cares? You take TV too seriously. And to them I say, you're absolutely right, but it is hopefully what I'm going to do with my life. And so I have to take it kind of seriously. And I think that Jeopardy, being an entry-level job, would you'd have to be so natural at being on camera so immediately, which is possible, but is a huge ask and is tough and is not what I saw from Aaron Rodgers. And I think Joe Buck might have a leg up on Aaron Rodgers because he's used to being on TV. He's used to being in these high-pressure situations where he has to... I mean, Aaron to... Rodgers is in high pressure. You've got to Yeah, of course. That. But in a situation of... In Joe Buck's situation where he has to add in his own original thought and these, you know, anecdotal stories on top of telling people you're right or you're wrong and you're doing all these... He's used to being in a booth with producers in his ear and all these things going on. Aaron Rodgers, of course, is used to high-pressure situations, just different situations. Right. I think Joe Buck might have a leg up in a sense that he's he might be better at hosting. I, right now, I'm going to say I don't think anybody that they're looking at right now is 
going to do the job that we want them to do. Yeah, I do. I do have to lower my bar a little bit. And like, to be clear, if it ends up being Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to stop watching. I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to root for him. I'm going to hope that he gets there. But you have to imagine that the reason they're doing this whole two week hosting stint thing is to be like, what do you guys think of these options? Like they don't know either or they're just trying to get ratings for all of these famous people coming through and hosting. Either way, if they're putting essentially their auditions on TV for us, then I'm going to treat it like an audition and not be like, you can't say anything bad about this. This was perfect. Aaron Rodgers did an incredible job. He's probably at the top of the list. Again, I can't compare him to anyone because I haven't watched them yet. I only had to watch this one because it's my job. But it's also possible Joe Buck's going to talk too much. We can just say that. He's so good at talking, maybe Joe Buck will talk too much. And then I'll say that, but I'm not going to say it on Twitter. I'm going to say it here in the podcast where everything is safe. Well, Andy, you're able to exactly. elaborate because you had to know that when you put that tweet out there, it was like but it was like throwing Travis, a grenade into a room and walking out. I know, but I understand that you're – I actually had, and I won't name them, though I should, multiple people who work at ESPN text me separately to be like, thanks for having the courage to say the thing that I'm too scared to say. And I was like, wow, I did not realize just how scary it is to criticize Aaron Rodgers. I didn't know that people get this mad. I'm an idiot. Uh but there are people who agree with me. Either way, looking at the tweet, Trav, is, Travis, looking at the tweet, did, was it mean? No, it wasn't mean at any, at any. but you know, like, at least. I think I gave I, the When I saw the tweet, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to take off. And now everybody knows about Skip and I, and it's just like. Allegedly. Ugh, yeah, Allegedly. now your dirty laundry's out there. I know. Maybe Skip will be the host. That's tough. Ugh. Maybe. Mm. Well, maybe. Let's move on. You know what? Let's do an ad because then next I'm going to tell you guys all about this fight that I watched this weekend. <laughs> and my goodness, um, today's show is also brought to you by. If I if I take Travis at his word here, today's podcast is also brought to you by William and Marty. Um, and I assume that's just because when you've typed something so many times that you have to type it that way. I think it's William and Mary. So Travis, how would you like me to tell the people about William and Marty? Sp- sp- William and Mary. Speaking of game shows as a cheesy game show host. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is your tryout. Oh, but, the, but he wasn't cheesy. That was the whole thing. Oh, thank you. You know, you'd be surprised. There are times when I've had to do voiceovers for things where they're like, hey, can you do it a little bit more like what voiceovers sound like? And I'm like, (laughs) no, because I don't. Guess what's happening now? Here's what's going on on the street. It's like, man, I don't talk like that. You got to do it. No, it sounds fake. But partially, you don't have to do it. No, I have a voice to use for next next week. That's, but that's what I just did, essentially. You do one voiceover and hear that you need to be more bright. You hear you've done them all. So I was like, can you do it a little brighter? Can you do it a little bit more bro-y? I, these are all adjectives I've got. <laughs> can you be a little less you? Can you do it a li- exactly? I'm like, that's exactly how I hear it. Like, can you do it a little bit more traditional? And I'm like, what? So you so you hired me to do a thing that you don't want me to do. Got it. Hmm. Um, anyway, enough about me. I've talked about me and how much I... This is me just uh, giving myself a pep talk because I despise myself at the moment. So I'm yelling to you guys about I think how you're great awesome, I am to try to help. Thank you so much, Travis. It means a lot. Um, I didn't like myself enough to not buy this stupid Jake Paul fight this weekend. <laughs> 
I here's what happened. Dan and I were sitting on the couch. We're, we're we've been watching a whole bunch of things. Year into quarantine, we've got like a couple seasons of the challenge that are open ended that we haven't finished yet. We've got like we got to get back into the wire, and we're in season two. And I just am so bored by season two, but I've been told it pays off. I know it pays off, but it's like every time we sit down, we're like, all right, what are we watching? What are we watching with dinner tonight? And uh, we had dinner, we watched, I don't remember, probably a Lifetime movie, something we can make fun of. And then at one point we're sitting there and Dan was like, oh, that's right, that fight was supposed to be tonight. Do you want to get it? And I was like, well, let's look at how much it is. So we go and we look at the pay-per-view and it's 50 bucks. And it's my cable. So I feel Dan's, um, you know, to get tell you too much about Dan, he's not good, he's a, he's, not good at standing up for what he wants he's he's very much he'll be like if if she doesn't want it then I'll pretend that I don't want it so I have to kind of go above and beyond to be like if this is something you want especially since it's my cable and it's technically going to be my 50 bucks which who cares I'm like you can we can absolutely do it so I was getting a read from him that he was curious in it but didn't want to spend 50 dollars on it and I didn't want to spend the rest of the night picking what we were going to watch so I was like you know what let's just get it and he was like you sure and I'm like Yes, let's just get it. At worst, I will have stuff I can talk about on the podcast. And then actually, I think if I talk about it on the podcast, I can write it off on my taxes. Let me write that down. Anyway, so we we bought it. We bought, spent 50 bucks <laughs> on this bike. Now, mm-hmm. where we entered our entry point, because I said to him, I'm like, look, I'm not going to buy this. It says it goes till 4 a.m. I'm not going to buy this if the main event is happening at 4 a.m. It's not going to happen. I think it was like 10 o'clock when we got it. And so... Where we started, uh, now this was Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Jake Paul has now fought a YouTuber in one. He fought Nate Robinson and beat him, I think, in the second round. Knocked him out. And now Ben Askren is an MMA fighter, though he's not known for his uh, boxing skills. He's more of a wrestler. And this was a boxing match. So that's what we knew going into it. Uh, I started the broadcast. Pete Davidson's on my screen. He's talking about something. I'm not really paying attention. And he, somebody says something about going to a slap fight. And I was like, well, that sounds derogatory. Who are these men who are fighting and why are they referring to it as a slap fight? The same way that I, as you'll remember, when I went to Summer Slam, I was like, they should call this Summer Slap. These are just dudes slapping each other. I thought they were being facetious. They were not, listener. They were, there is something called slap fighting. And now I was ignorant to that. And so I apologize if you've dedicated your life to the craft of slap fighting. I do not mean to demean you. What I'm saying is I didn't know this existed until I was watching it. And I am fascinated by it. <laughs> so two guys get into the ring. I, I, I don't know if there's a women's division, but what I was watching, two men got into the ring. And then you basically get a countdown and one guy gets to slap unabated, no defense, just gets to slap the other guy and then the other guy gets a countdown and gets to slap the other guy and uh whoever slaps gets like a knock you can get a knockout from slapping um and that's I think essentially what happened and so I watched two guys slap each other for 50 bucks and so at this point I'm like this was a bad investment uh then we go to a concert so a big thing in this pay-per-view this was by the way put on by Triller which I believe is Mm. Snoop Dogg related I'm not going to get into the financing of it. What I will say is this was a concert where sometimes people fought each other for a couple minutes in between. They had big names. So we, I, I saw um, 
uh, what's his name from the Bay Area, E-40. And then there was a, the debut for me, the Katie debut I had never seen, a new supergroup called Mount Westmore, which was a bunch of uh, West Coast rappers like Snoop Dogg, E-40, Too Short. There's another one. Who's the other one I'm missing? I'll think of it later. And they were great! They sat in chairs. They sat in thrones and rapped. And I was like, I am here for old dudes being comfortable and rapping. I like that. That sounds awesome. I'm into this. So that was fun. Uh, Snoop puts on a great show. Uh, the, another performer, they had Doja Cat, who if Ooh. you, if you I see Travis, I, oh. you should know her by now. But if you have TikTok, then you definitely know Doja Cat unless you're Travis. Travis, you know exactly who it is. You're just not thinking of it. You have been scrolling TikTok long enough. You now, know who Doja Cat is. Dan had never heard of Doja Cat, which makes perfect sense to me because Dan doesn't really know how to even log into Wi-Fi. He's not necessarily online. <laughs> um, and so I basically described her, and I apologize if this isn't accurate, but I think it landed at least for him, was that she's basically like a, like a Reddit rapper she's like a person who came up through the internet was incredibly online and made stuff that would like go viral or was kind of I don't want to say goofy she's a I think she's a good rapper but I also know my opinion does not matter in this field uh, no I think that's an accurate description because I only heard of her through TikTok yeah but TikTok she also came, came up she used to be on forums which I know was something problematic but I didn't get into so I apologize for talking around it but it's what I'm going to do but she came out and gave a pretty serious performance. She was like singing a little. She looked kind of glamorous, which I was very surprised. I had kind of prefaced him for like, there's going to be a lot of memes. She's going to be kind of goofy. And she seemed like she sort of used this as a pivot, which is yeah. an interesting career decision. But I also don't know this was the venue to, to do it in because everything happening around her was absolutely chaotic. And uh, <laughs> it was just a different vibe than I expected from her, which may turn out to be a W, may turn out to be an L. Tune in, find out. She performed. Justin Bieber was the main event. Oh. He performed. Um, okay. This so sounds that, like a solid 50 bucks. Sure, but it was like weird because a lot of the things were pre-taped and you and they pretended that they weren't, but you could tell that it was daylight mm. when they filmed it and you're like, it's not daylight now. <laughs> like, so wait a up. minute. They did this weird thing before every performance where they like ran a clip of them rehearsing and it sounded like if you were watching it the way you watch a traditional broadcast, you thought they were coming out on the stage and being like, can we get more mic? Can, can I get more of this in my headphones? And you're like, whoa, that's how Justin Bieber's starting his performance. And then you realize, no, that was from rehearsal and they were showing you behind the scenes, but it was before the, very confusing. Also, whoever announced Justin Bieber, I want to say it was a Demilio, uh, Demilia, one of the girls from Twitter, from TikTok. There's Dixie like a Charlie. Charlie? Yeah, yeah, Dixie ah, and Charlie. I do know those. So you know them, Travis. But they said, now the moment you've all been waiting for, and it was Justin Bieber. And I was like, I just want to get to this fight. Uh, there was a fight that happened before, after the slap fight, but before the main event where a guy fell down and basically said that he took an illegal kick to the nuts. And then the, um, the footage showed that he did not, in fact, at all get hit in the nuts. And so he oh. was basically just like, we all knew he was faking it. But he mm, didn't, I guess, realize tough. that we knew yet. So he was still like rocking. I think they took him out on a stretcher. 
Oh no! Oh, I was that's like, so "What tough. are you doing?" And uh, it didn't help that like the people commentating commentating on it were like Oscar De La Hoya and Mario Lopez, and then they brought in Pete <laughs> Davidson and Snoop Dogg, the and there was just this like everybody seemed to want to be the cool, laid back broadcast. And there were times where it was, but there were other times where it just felt like, "How do you do, fellow kids?" Of like, we drink while we do this. I have a contact high from being in this in the stadium. Like all these things were. You're like, yeah, 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 we get it. It's like when somebody, you know, smokes weed for the first time and they're like, I smoke weed, I weed, I smoke weed. And you're like, okay, all right, okay. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, welcome to the party. Thank you. Okay, Miley Cyrus. But you also have to, and she got better. <laughs> she she realized what she did. But it was, the broadcast was very like, we're chill, we're cool, we're drunk, we don't care. And you kind of did need somebody who cared so you could be like, well, then, then I'm still... We're having fun, but somebody's maintaining some sense of yeah, like so, somebody's what's driving happening. the boat here. And yeah. I think the guy driving the boat ended up being Mario Lopez. And like, I'm not getting it on any boat that he drives because he drives mm, a lot mm-mm. of boats, and I'm not really sure what he's going for. And there was this weird moment where he like came out and dapped up Oscar De La Hoya, and Oscar De La Hoya looked at him like he had never met him in his life. He oh, gave that's Mario good. Lopez a look that was like. <laughs> do I know you? And it was so uncomfortable. And I think that's just an adjective I would use to describe most of this fight promotion. I don't even know what we would, this concert at which people fought. Um, then we got the main event. And Jake Paul won. Chris, Jake Paul won. I almost said Chris Paul. What's the other? J- <laughs> Logan Paul. Logan so Paul, yeah. Jake Paul won. He not him out question mark it's a little confusing because like he he fell down so ben Askren fell face down on the mat but he got back up and, and then he got back stopped. up pretty quickly yeah but they stopped the fight which uh, you're supposed to get i think 10 seconds if that happens and uh and i and i think there are people arguing that like the fight could have gone on but then also i think you could argue we'd had enough i don't think we needed to let him <laughs> like I, I understand that people who are very into the fight game which i respect but i am not one of them i i understand that they could be like how do i take this seriously if it's clearly just kind of wishy-washy i totally get that at the same time i i it i needed to go i needed it to be done so i, I wasn't that upset about it what I've seen today, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith, but I don't want to credit it to him if it wasn't him. Somebody on Twitter was like, okay, Jake Paul now needs to be fighting MMA fighters or he's going to start hurting people. And I disagree in the sense that I think Jake Paul does need to start fighting real MMA fighters or real boxers or whatever it is that he said that they should do. Um, but I think Jake Paul's going to get very hurt. Yeah, I think and it's, I also it's an think interesting that that's, situation. I think that that's what... You let him, we let him get through three rounds, three layers of like, okay, I'm fighting a guy who doesn't fight. It's a YouTuber. Now I'm fighting a guy who uh, is an athlete, but is a, a basketball athlete. And now I'm fighting a guy who is not only an athlete, he's, an, he's a fight sport athlete, but he doesn't really punch. So it's like, okay, you got your three chances to be like, this is it, I'm done. And now you want to be a fighter, go be a fighter. So I don't think... It's because other people are going to start getting hurt. I think it's because Jake Paul needs to lose and to realize he's not a he's not a boxer. There is a generation of children who think Jake Paul is the greatest boxer right now. Oh yes, absolutely. It, it's it's well, it's his following and it's his younger fans of YouTube who are looking at him now, thinking he is the greatest boxer of all time. I don't think. 
I, I do think he's a talented fighter. I think that it takes a certain level of skill and discipline to be able to train yourself to get there. I don't think we can accurately say how good or bad he is because we haven't seen him with any real competition. Yes. So it 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 feels very hokey in a sense that he's been promoting these big fights and it seems like it's his big thing and there's this whole circus act around it, but the fight itself is making him look bigger than what he is because he is winning. But is he even really good? I do think he has a level of talent, hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. I think he's but he needs for to be it. well he matched. To have yeah. trained for it, and you need to be well matched. I think if they can get him somebody who is a boxer, number one, who is his is on his level. Now let's see if he can actually fight, rather than giving him people like an ex YouTuber, a guy who's not even a fighter. You know, instead of you know mismatching him give him somebody who he can match up with and then we'll judge him i can't believe i forgot to mention that when he entered the ring he brought (laughs) with him a gigantic robot who had like his hair cut essentially and it Uh said paul across where his underpants would be if robots wore underpants which i'm not saying they don't but not all of them do and it was like the third is he the third Paul brother? Is this you guys have Logan, you have Jake, and then the robot? Yeah, now you have Robo Paul. It's it Robert. Very Robert. Thank you, uh. Robert. <laughs> Robert uh, Paul escorted him out. Mm. Uh, it was it was uh, something. I will also say, and this is my personal opinion, that a lot of what makes when I watch fight because Dan really likes fighting. Dan's old roommate. Uh, I guess technically still roommate, but he lives. He, I'm Dan's roommate. His roommate's really into boxing, <laughs> and uh, and and Dan's into MMA. And like I've I've I like watching things with people who are passionate about them. He also likes wrestling, but I'm not going to mention that here. Like that's the same. Um, but the thing that's interesting that he's given me that makes me interested is like backstories of these fighters and like what they've been through, either in their fighting career or with their gyms or like where they've. A lot of people have had to use fight sports to get out of situations, to get out of bad, you know, neighborhoods or out of bad situations that they were born into. And it's just something about a a successful, well-liked, popular, hot, blonde YouTuber boxing just to Hot's box a is like relative I, and i'm i am do not find okay. him attractive okay. at all i'm just saying it's watching the popular kid like do the thing it, it, there just isn't a lot of like rooting for it's hard to root for like i hope this guy who gets who who is he the one i get them confused the brothers is he the one who filmed the suicide forest or is that Logan? no that was his older brother so yeah this may be you can help me with this like you know who did what is is uh that's his older brother my god yeah logan's the older one he's the younger one and i I believe it's the one that had who's the one that had the um the like they threw a party or no went to the protests the black lives matter protests and like looted a mall that's that's jake paul that was him and his group Who's the one that like they live in, maybe it's both of them live in a house and like they did all this stuff and the cops were called and they were like, we don't I care. I think that's Jake. I know uh, Logan lives in his own house with his old people. Him and Jake don't live in the same house, at least they don't from what I can tell based on social media. Okay. Um, but I know that Jake is is essentially 
what Logan was a few years ago. Logan was this big party goer, did everything for, you know, a stunt, did everything for the camera. It seems as though he's almost grown out of that to where he has his own podcast. He has his own stuff going on. So he's maybe grown up a little bit. Jake is now in that limelight of throwing the parties and filming everything. And I think he was married for a year because he got married in Vegas. And it was oh, a whole did YouTube he, Is stunt. he the one that married that girl from YouTube? Yeah. Yep. Tana. Oh, so they were Tana married Mojo. for like a year. Good thing we have so Christina today. Created Oh, I'm, I love YouTube. I love watching YouTube. I There will be days where I just watch YouTube drama videos just to catch up on what's going on. And most of the time I, I, I see. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I'm not I'm not big on that whole world. I watch YouTube for other reasons. But when I come back from the gym and find myself down That's the right. rabbit hole, that I is the will best time. watch all of that. I watched that whole so, Tati uh, Westbrook oh, apology yes. video while oh, I was in Vegas too. for something from WNBA. I'm like, I don't know this person. I don't know anything about yep. it. I'm going to watch this whole stupid video. Mm. Mm-hmm. And boy, has that story even evolved. But point is, after the fight, after he won, Jake Paul got on the mic and basically was like, I've struggled so hard. I've worked so hard. And it's like, it just bugs me that it's like, it's similar to, not to bring it back up again, but it's like Aaron Rodgers playing Alex Trebek. It's like Jake Paul is just saying what he's heard other fighters say after a fight, but it doesn't apply to him. Like, yes, yeah. I don't I don't deny that there are you can be successful and have mental struggles. You can be successful and have and suffer from depression or anxiety. These are all true. But it just he didn't say any of that specifically. He basically just said that his life has been very hard and this means so much to him. And I I just feel like if you if your life has been hard but it outwardly seems really easy you kind of are responsible for explaining what you mean when you say your life's hard it's not up to us to fill in the blanks because you got to have that self-awareness that anybody listening is like what are you talking about and so I don't know I just think it was weird to watch the watching the popular kid beat somebody and punch them in the face is not the same story as watching two people who needed to get need just are very adept and talented at this thing they devoted their life to it and now they're here and they need to prove themselves it, it, that's not the vibe I get from Jake Paul. And but I he's think that be our president you know, someday, so. <laughs> for somebody like Jake or and any YouTuber, any influencer who has millions of followers, who you're vlogging, you're posting on Instagram, you're putting your life out there and letting people in on intimate parts of your life, like you know, it, it's why you see you know YouTubers posting breakup videos. I have never mm-hmm. had to publicly explain why I've broken up with somebody, but they feel that obligation because they allowed people into that relationship and now they have to explain why it's ended so when you do all of those things to your point i feel like i don't know anything about his home life before youtube his upbringing but from what he's shown on youtube and what he shows people is i'm really cool i have a lot of money this is all the fun stuff that i do with my friends all the time my life is awesome and you should want it which and we all know when, is, is can be an act, but absolutely. you can't have that be your act. And then when you win, be like, I've been through so much. Yeah, be it's like, like I'm what, relatable. What are you, you can relate to me when all of your other stuff you put out there is unrelatable. Right. And then you say, I've struggled too. And you're like, well, wait a minute. For, for what? And with what? So I On think- the, if, And this it, is also coming from, I just want to, as I'm saying, you should be self-aware. Like, I am self-aware. I'm aware of the fact that I complain about things being difficult and I do have it a lot better than many people have. But I'm very honest with you guys about that because 
I want you to know me and to also know that when you see people like Jake Paul talking about how awesome it is all the time, there is a side to it that isn't always awesome. I just don't like when people get to where they are from telling everybody how awesome it is and and lead to other people who consume that content making decisions with their life or feeling a certain way about themselves because they're like, well, this guy's super happy. And then they get to somewhere good and they're like, actually, it was tough. I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to keep telling you I'm the best. I'm the best. And it's like, oh, okay. Don't be both then. Then just say you're the best and keep saying you're the best. And someone will punch you in the face at some point. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a weird double standard you play when you are a public person on social media, on the internet. You know, it's Travis. You knows. Yeah, I mean, Travis is well aware. You have to know how much you want to share and what kind of persona you want to put out there. And, you know, you, Katie, say, well, I want you to know the real me of, yes, I I do this and I think it's awesome. But also, here's the part that I struggle with about it and this mm-hmm. and that. So you people get a very real take on what you do. Jake Paul doesn't allow his his people, his followers to get that real take. So that's why it's a little jarring when you're like, wait a minute. What do you mean it's been tough? You've been partying this whole way here. So yeah. if you want to be that relatable person, then you need to be a relatable person. But speaking of breakup videos, shout out to Julian and Jenna who got engaged. Did you see? They're not on oh, they did? anymore, but yeah, they got engaged. Oh, yay. I've I followed Jenna for a very long time, Me and too. I am such a fan of hers, and I, I really did like them together. And when she left YouTube, Who? I was very sad. Jenna it doesn't Marbles. matter. Travis, is not, it's it's fine. I just wanted to feel 20 again for a second, so okay, I was like, well, oh I my God, 50. Jenna Marbles. Well, I'm very um, happy for them, so anyway. Let's talk about the Yankees and how bad they are. <laughs> so, well, you know, they... Uh, so they lost a bunch they of suck. games. Um, and they are currently 5-10. and They're last in the AL. This is their worst 15-game start since 1997. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to uh, smile. I just – it's very <clears> – <throat> I feel very uh, – this must be tough for them. Um, but they lost to Tampa on Friday 8-2. And they had to pause the game because fans – sorry. Fans <clears throat> started throwing balls onto the field. And that is, Trav, you haven't spoken in an hour, so I'm hoping you got something to say here. One, did like, did people like, do people bring balls to the game? Do they buy them and then just decide they're going to chuck them? Like, just from a practicality standpoint, like. How many balls were there? I don't know, but like. Let me see if I can find out. I don't think that like. Was it a plethora? Two people had foul balls. Because it could have just been the, it could have been the balls that went out into the. You know, it could be the foul balls. But it's just like, and you're throwing baseball. Like, what are we doing, people? Like, yeah, was it like BYOB in a sense of bring your own ball and then we'll throw them on the field after? Like, what? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's. It, I'd be embarrassed. Like it was the other week we Aren't had. Aren't you embarrassed? Braves fans throwing stuff and Dansby Swanson. You know, think about the kids, fans. That's right. Um, but like chucking baseballs. Like, what are you doing? It says it's they're not sure how the baseballs were acquired by fans to be thrown onto the field, but it lasted close to two minutes. Yeah, I'm trying to watch but it now, know. but it's on this really tiny video, so I really can't tell. It doesn't look like it's not like hundreds of it's not like hats yeah. after a hat trick at a hockey. Would you game. ever throw a hat onto the ice? I wouldn't. My dad, this was like a whole thing growing up because we love hockey. We're a hockey family. We go to a lot of games. My 
My dad was always like, he would take his hat off and like fake throw it, but then was like, I'm not. And my dad was also the kind of guy that would would be like, that's my hat. Let me get that back. And then be like, free hat. And I'm like, that's not how this works, dad. That's not, this isn't supposed to be about a hat swap. You're supposed to get, if you're going to get a hat back, it's your own hat. And you also throw it knowing you might not get it back. Yeah, I'm not, wait, I'm not throwing my hat away. I don't think so, I would either. Yeah, that just came to me. I also wonder what they do with the hats that they gather. Donate them? Yeah, who gets those? Who wears those after? I don't know, but it seems like a, a an elementary school nurse should be, like, making this her platform. It's like, don't share hats, folks. This is not a good... Lice is real. Lice are real. Um, Lice are real, and they attack a family. Of all the things, though, to throw onto a field when you're upset with your team, where does baseballs rank? Because I would say it's pretty high up there. It's not a beer bottle. It's not food and trash. It's like... Hey, thanks for these. I guess that you could argue it'd get confusing if the balls allegedly are juiced. Then if you throw other balls, outside balls in, and those get mixed up with the other balls, yeah, well, now we, we might have only have seven home runs in the game, you know? So it's like, oh, what would we do then? Okay, cool. Good discussion. Um, <laughs> Travis has nothing else to add. Also, just to let you know that the Yankees do, because I have to present the facts, they have the second highest payroll, so... Hopefully they can <laughs> figure it out. Uh, Red Sox are doing well. I'm still upset with them, so we're not. I'm not. My relationship isn't back to where it's supposed to be because the same time that the Red Sox are doing well, Mookie Betts was trending over the weekend, and it's just like I can't be happy. You mm-hmm. know, I can't just be happy. And have I ever uh, told you I'm also a Red Sox fan, which seems so fitting no. because I agree with absolutely everything that you do. Um, no, but it I am too. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just makes total sense. Uh, but yeah, no, my relationship a is huge Dan Soder fan. Christine has always yes. been a really big Dan Soder fan, loves his comedy, loves Billions. It's just a thing. Um, okay, this story. Mel Kuyper was on ESPN Daily. Shout out to Pablo Torre, friend of the podcast. Download and subscribe. And he brought up his, he, yes, he brought <laughs> up his diet. He said, quote, so mashed potatoes and pizza without cheese is what I do. And now he didn't stop there. But if he did, what a sentence. Yeah. So mashed potatoes and pizza without cheese is what I do. What does that mean? It's just what he does. What do you mean it's what you do? Like crab cakes in football? Are you Maryland? So he says, I think I'm healthy because I'm not eating the cheese, right? No. Uh, I don't eat the (laughs) cheese. I just leave a little on there for the flavor. The cheese does give you the flavor. Yeah, Mel, I don't need you to argue for why they included cheese in pizza. It was a number one draft pick. It was the number one overall. Of course, cheese brings we something all know to why the table. Cheese is here. When it, nobody was like, why are we putting cheese on pizza? So I don't need you to argue for me that it adds a little bit of We've flavor. We've added more cheese to yes. the crust. So he says he leaves a little bit on, quote, it's just, it's mostly just the sauce and the dough. And then I put the mashed potatoes on it, and that's what I do. And now there, it, it seems a little telling to me that he refuses to say what it is he does, which is he eats that. He knows it sounds weird if he's like, I take the pizza, I take the cheese off of it, I put mashed potatoes on it, and then I eat that like it's a meal. Instead, he says, and that's, that's what I do. Yeah, you're bailing, because you know that that's a little weird. Where so does I have, stand I have on a this? few questions. Number one, I have had mashed potato pizza because that is a thing. I think you I can buy too. mashed potato pizza. The first time I had it was a few weeks ago. There's a pizza place near me that does it, and it's very delicious. Do they put like, is there sauce but it's, on but it's it? It's made differently it than a white no. pizza. 
Yeah, yeah I would think it's like a white pizza, pizza so there, there, and it's, it's a white got pizza. sour cream maybe and like Exactly, a sour cream on it, yep. Yeah. And so that's why I, I, my question for him is, does he make the mashed potatoes at home and then wait for the pizza to get there? And then he's adding his own mashed potatoes mm. to the pizza that was prepared with a red sauce. Because it isn't often that you find a place that sells both pizza. This was the first time a few weeks potatoes. ago that I that I knew that mashed potato pizza was a thing. So not all pizza places actually. Most See, I don't even think he knows mashed potato pizza is a thing. I think I think he, he goes, thinks he's invented this. I think he thinks that he's go he goes to an Italian restaurant and he orders like a like a, a pizza and then he orders a side of mashed potatoes. But your mm. argument stands. That that there are a lot of pizza places that don't have mashed potatoes. And in that case, are you making your own? Yeah. How is he doing this? What's the preparation that goes into I'm it? I'm guessing he has a thing of like Bob Evans, just instant mashed potatoes that he microwaves. <laughs> and then it, it, his oh, wife just has, potatoes. Kim has to just shake her head every time. Just like what? Like, but this is also the guy Travis that just eats name pumpkin pie Mel every Kuiper's day wife. and pumpkin pie is trash. So man, he's got a, he's got a texture thing. Mel Kuiper eats baby But then he food. said that, like, he... during the draft, he'll have, like, a Snickers bar, and that's it. Like, he doesn't eat during the draft. Well, that means what advertising works. That's just proof that advertising works. Because it has been insane to me that over the last few years, Snickers has leaned into the hungry, why wait, eat a Snickers. And I'm like, I have never been hungry eating a Snickers and not been <laughs> hungry anymore. I am now ready for a meal. I've had my little candy bar. It's not a meal replacement bar. I'm still hungry. But it works on Mel Kuyper. Here's what I think the actual story is. And it's a discussion I'd like us to get into. But every time I do this, and I think it's going to be great, Travis is like, okay, and then it's over. But let's try. Come with me on this journey. Folks. Speaking to you, Travis. Is, yeah, he's just looking at his phone. Is mashed potatoes, are mashed, <laughs> are mashed potatoes a condiment? Hmm. Um, no. So I had a friend. It's a side. I still have a friend. I just don't know if she still does this. I have a friend who is a vegetarian young. Before it was like cool to be a vegetarian or like a vegan or it was like a, she wasn't really doing it for I don't think moral reasons. She just didn't eat meat. I may have talked about her before. Her name's Ashley Studley. She's the absolute best, especially because her name's Studley. So it's like you have to kind of be. Awesome name. We used to, she, I, my childhood is marked by remembering the weird things she would eat when we would go places. Because she's a gamer. She wants to come out. She wants to be involved in all the plans. If we're going to hit the McDonald's drive-thru, she wants to be involved in that. So she used to go to the McDonald's drive-thru and get meatless cheeseburgers, which were not like meatless patties. It was just bread, cheese, ketchup, mustard, onions, pickles. And I was like, that's wild. And then I realized that's basically all you taste when you eat a McDonald's cheeseburger anyway. That meat is so thin that it's really not the point. And also, what is it? So it, I came around to it. It made sense. When we would go to TGI Fridays, she would get an order of the garlic breadsticks, which I think were basically Olive Garden breadsticks. And that might just be because those two restaurants were next to each other in my town. But I do think they had a lot of similarities. She would order breadsticks and mashed potatoes, and she would dip the breadsticks in the mashed potatoes in Caesar dressing and then eat it. And I would say hmm. mashed potatoes could be a condiment. Sometimes I'll eat a steak, I'll get a side of mashed potatoes and I'll take a little bit of potato and then a cut of my filet mignon because I'm bougie and I'll eat it like that. So it's almost like I butter the steak with the mashed potato and I eat it. 
I think that for people who don't like their foods mixing, they're going to wildly disagree with you because oh, yeah, those potato are, are is a, like is a food. Yeah. So in, in their head, it would be like you're mixing food. Whereas I am somebody who you can just throw it all on, you know, on my fork and I'm going to eat it. You know, I, I don't, I love a bowl. Like I that. love a bowl yeah, that I can mix up and make it yep, into like every bite has a little bit of everything, everything in, in me. Yep. Doesn't yeah. matter. So I, I would, I would love say to that take I, that quote out of context, but I won't, but mm, I would love, I just would love to, yeah, after, but keep going. After I said that, um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> Travis wishes on. he was paying attention because he knows he'd be laughing right <laughs> now, but he missed it. Oh, you just don't think we're funny. No. All Go right. Ahead, Christina, um, just ignore them. I, uh, I I would say there there are plenty of times where like I when I go to McDonald's and I get a medium fry and an Oreo McFlurry, no, I no, dip no, the French fry in the McFlurry. Ooh, yeah, I've dipped a fry yes. in, a, in a Frosty. Many a fry in many a Frosty. I have some one time at well, more than one time. I've gotten a Big Mac and put in or put fries. Put in, on, no, that made put, sense yeah. to me. Putting my fries, put in fries right on, on the burger. So I've That's taken right. my fries, shoved them into the Big oh, Mac. Oh, if you get a burger as a wrap and you put French fries in it, whoo, now you've got game like, changer. It, what if that you did the two buns changer. and you shoved the fries into each? Now you've got two little bun. But that fry doesn't make tacos, the fries. Right? A it's condiment. like putting potato chips, putting potato chips on a sandwich. Exactly. I think that you can interchange mashed potatoes and French fries. Potatoes of any sort. Potatoes might be a condiment. No. Could be. Could be a condiment, no. Travis. Make it a, then be. make a good argument against it, because all you keep doing is saying no, and I'm I need more from you. It is its you. own food. A condiment, it a is condiment is a spice yeah, or like a sauce. Like this, and I agree with you. I think that really potatoes are so, aside, but... then you know who'd like a word? Yogurt. Yogurt's not a condiment. It can't. It there's yogurt sauces. You put yogurt on, but stuff. it's not a condiment. What about relish? Relish is chopped up pickles. Pickles are food. Hmm. But it's not a. It's no longer a pickle. You've changed. I think these lines are a lot more blurry than you'd no, like to admit, Travis. I know you want to live in a black and white world, but the this is a very gray area. This is like is chili a soup? It's very confusing. It's is tough cereal to answer. A soup? But there's is cereal a soup? There's a lot to be found in these discussions, and I just find you putting these walls up and not wanting to engage in them. Just because you there just is, because you I put something on a sandwich make doesn't make it a con- like a condiment. I, well, you can argue that it is its own is, food. Is lettuce so a condiment? You're, you're not eating ranch with a... Are bacon bits a condiment? No. They're not See, food. I would throw them into the condiment They're category. not food. Are you croutons a condiment? You just sit down and eat a, a bunch of little bits of bacon. Croutons are not a are condiment. Bacon's a no. condiment. But where where else are you eating croutons outside of a salad? Croutons and are... I will well, I'm eating them out of the bag. That's me, I honestly. have eaten... I've, Zesty my, Italian right out the bag. One of my favorite like depression meals where like you don't really want to cook but you want to eat something anyway is just crushing a bag of croutons because yeah, same. It, you know. or toast with butter and cinnamon and sugar. There we mm. go. Now we're talking. But it, no, it's not a condiment. But anywho, okay. I you would just keep consider croutons that. a condiment. Because you I don't put know. It I just think I things. just think in a world where question everything, it's worth considering that, you know, maybe potatoes deserve a little bit of credit for kind of playing this they're kind of like a they're like a wild card. They're like you a utility kind of player. You can have yeah. them as a as the feature, or they could they could go in the background. They could be the headliner, or they could you know just get the crowd warmed up. You don't. It's. I just think potatoes are so versatile, and they don't get the love that they deserve. I love potatoes. Just because you can put something potatoes on something awesome. doesn't make it a condiment. 
You keep saying that. You do keep. You've made your. But point. isn't that the definition of a condiment? No, a condiment is like a spice or a thing? sauce. And mashed potatoes okay, aren't you. that. Fine, that's fine. We'll I mean, it's a, it is a valid argument. That would the argue, That's the argument I would make if I were on the other side. But I'm not. I would consider it. I would consider. I don't it think a it's fun a condiment. Okay, I don't think it's a condiment, but I think it's fun to consider that it could be a condiment. And when you shoot me down like this, Travis, <laughs> I just feel like there isn't enough support here. And like this is supposed to be a safe space, and so yeah, it's not a condiment. It's if a you potato. So mean to me, I wouldn't but fire like, back like this. sorry, sorry for trying to bring some fun, creative energy to the. Let's move on. Um, the Pelicans lost to the Knicks, uh, and after the game, Zion was asked about playing at MSG, and Zion said, and now, uh, woo, game changer quote here. Zion said, "I'm glad you asked that." And he smiled, and he said, New York is the mecca of basketball. I love playing here. I played here in college at Duke. This is my first time playing in the pros. The uh, the atmosphere, whether they're cheering for you or booing you, it's amazing. Outside of New Orleans, obviously, this might be my favorite place to play. I can't lie to you. And now everyone's like, Zion to the Knicks. What? What, what did you... New York is like, is like that, that person who loves being compl they think that they love being complimented they love being told that they're great they think that's what love is and then they get into relationships and then they'd suck at managing their relationships they're just like <laughs> you said we were pretty and so we want you now you have to play here now you have to date me now and then they're like okay we're dating and they're like yeah don't bother me i'm looking at this girl she's pretty and she said i'm pretty and now i want her it's like they just are like you give them a compliment and they're like so you love me it's like no i'm just saying a very innocuous statement which is playing in new york is fun the energy's different he said outside of new orleans i feel like he knew like he wanted this like obviously he wanted to be asked and he knew what to say. Like, I'm glad you asked he that. He I feel like this is his version of just putting a tweet out there and walking away and just knowing it's going to take off. Yeah, 100%. And also, it's like, even if Zion ends up someday playing for the Knicks, that doesn't mean that people were right to look at this and be like, Zion wants to play for the Knicks. He but said it once. We get confused between what is a media narrative that happened and what is actually affecting potential decisions. Like the more that this becomes a narrative, the more that that's going to feed conversations that could then eventually like you stop speaking this into existence. We don't need Zion to play for the Knicks. He Which can is just why like uh, playing. Quite anyway. honestly, if I were an athlete or if I were someone in the limelight like that with people, like reporters constantly putting microphones in my face i would play start to play games because i know that people take everything you say so seriously to where he very well could have you know he he meant nothing by this other than the fact or he that, did but either way did, but either way i think that you know just it is what it is he's all he did was say yeah playing here is awesome because Travis, it is what's going on What's more exciting? Just What's happening over there that's more exciting? You couldn't be more bored no, in this listening. podcast today. I'm listening. You, that's what people who aren't listening say. My thing with him is also maybe he enjoys going there to play one game, but does he enjoy playing there every night? Then it kind of loses yeah, its you can think that, that You can think that someone's hot, but doesn't mean you want to date them. Yeah. And that's the kind of lesson you'll learn here in the sports podcast. 
Thanks to Travis, who is listening. Okay. Um, Big listener this week. Do we need to talk about? I know we're running out of time. We're way out of no, time. No, we don't. The, we don't need to talk about the war room in the Malibu beach house. I don't know. Yeah, that's the Rams are are gonna draft out of a Malibu beach house because this became a thing last year where it was like, "Where are you drafting from?" Because it was remote, and so they rented out a, a beach house. But it's like you know, beach Good houses not really, not usually the beach houses that that we get to go to not usually known for their Wi Fi. And I feel like you're yeah. gonna want to make sure you got strong Wi Fi. But I'm better sure better Wi Fi than I have. Fo- Let's just put it that way. They're a football team. Yeah, that'd be good. So F one, we're gonna end on this. Um, it, so there's a documentary on Netflix about F one that I've seen a lot of people that I like Tried talking to survive. about online. And so did you see it? Yeah, I watched all three seasons. Okay. Oh, good. Whoa. I didn't know that it was three seasons long. I and the last, se- the last season, season three was last year. So it was kind of like a good way to learn. Yeah, it's like a COVID almost F F F one uh, documentary. Either way, um, I've seen a lot of people starting to watch F one, whether it's because they watch the documentary or what. But Travis, I saw you tweeted about mm-hmm. it. I forget what you tweeted though. I tweeted a lot on Sunday. So what? Um, so you're watching F1 now. You're into it. Yes, I got into. It. I was watching it, and so after season three, um, it was actually the seasons are more about like the off, like off the track drama, because each team has two drivers, and there's more drama within the team than there are like with each other's teams. I mean, there is there is drama there too, but it's like within the teams, there's a lot. And so after that, I was like, I'm gonna give this a try, and so I picked a driver and. Who's your driver? Uh, I picked Lan- uh, Lando Norris. He drives for McLaren. And okay. he finished third. Cool. In the first race. And, like, listen, I, d- I don't want, like, he drove well, but I don't think it's a coincidence that the first race that I was his fan wow, that he finished so great. Be. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely because you were there. And um, it was chock full of, there was, it was raining at the beginning. They were driving it, wrecks all across the place. There was, it was good. I know that our listeners are often looking for new sports to get into or they're very open-minded so they might be like, oh, F1, what's the deal with it? What's the pitch? So can you make a pitch for why watching F1 is interesting? It's so hard for me not to say FS1 every time I say this and I know that's very stupid, uh, but it's just I see the F, I see the 1, I put the S in the middle. Uh, Why should people watch F1? What is there to like about F1? Um, I was hoping that I would have more information but I didn't tape my podcast with Marty this morning, so I had a lot of questions that I still need answered. It it mm. is there are a lot, it's, it's totally di- like even if you're a NASCAR person, it's so different from NASCAR. I'll be honest, I, it's I, one of which being it's it's in the streets, yeah, right? Um, there are a few races where they come over to America and race. They just added Miami next year. Um, they've raced in. I know they have a race in Austin. It is there's lots of drama. But it's like sometimes the races can be kind of boring where the people at the front and the, the cars that have the money are going to win, a.k.a. like Mercedes and Red Bull. But mm. when there is action, it's chock full of it. And there's lots of drama because it's people throwing their money around and wanting to win and teammates wrecking teammates. And what else is there Ooh. to watch right now? Oh, that's a I mean, a lot. Um, you could pay $50 for a boxing match for one. You don't have to pay. You can, it's on ESPN. Uh, well, that's a good reason to watch. That's what you should lead with. Uh, I watched, I watched IndyCar racing. Okay. 
this week, and I watched Jimmy Johnson's first IndyCar yep. race, and he didn't do he, he finished didn't 19th. do well. He, yeah, but he's well. When I stopped watching, so I didn't watch the whole thing because that's my thing with racing, and I know it's like that's why I'm asking you what's exciting about it because I can get into it, but then I'm like, well, I can't watch this all day. They're just driving around. Well, that's the one difference um, with at least with uh, F1 is. It's a road course. You haven't, you know, they're turning left, right, you know, chicanes where they're having to go over. Whereas, But either way, I think I just don't know what I'm watching for yet. I think that's the key to a lot of sports is like, you got to know, like some sports are easier to watch. Even if you don't know them, you can passively watch them. But then it's like, if you really want this to get their, it's hooks in you, I need to know what I'm supposed to be watching for during the broadcast. My brother wakes up and watches F1 races on Sunday. He has for a while. And I'm like, he's super into it. And I don't, I'm like, what? It, what is it that we're in? What, how do you watch it? What's the right way to watch it? That's fair. Cause I mean, even after, I watched NASCAR a little bit, and after watching the three seasons, there's still because more the drive to survive was more of like the off the track stuff. There's a lot of just terminology and things that I just don't understand about F1 that I'm still trying to learn. I got into NASCAR for a little. I liked it. The NASCAR community was fun. It's I liked the once somebody was like, you know, you can bring your own beers to some races. I was like, all right, well, I'm not gonna say no to this. I'm gonna go <laughs> see what this is all about. That's really fascinating. Um, but it's you know. But I just, it's not getting its hooks in me yet. But I respect it. And I respect anybody who listens to it. And I apologize we don't cover it that much on this show. We'll make a more more conscious effort to cover these kinds of sports where you do the, where you drive. I think people are going to be a little disappointed though. People are tweeting that we need a segment. And I don't know if my segments are going to be that exciting about F1 right now. Early on, I'm still trying to learn. So I apologize, people. Well, you don't have to apologize. You can just try, I think is what you mean to say. You'll try. As I learn more. Do you want to try to give up updates on F1? Look, just lean into it. If you don't know it, you say, well, I don't know, but here's what I think. And then you do that. I can teach you to not speak like you're right all the time. I can teach you to tell people that you don't know what you're talking about. That's mm. what I'll teach you. That doesn't sound right. I do like the fact that <laughs> in F1... If you finish third, you're on the podium and they give you a bottle of champagne to spray. Like, they celebrate first, second, and third. Like, I'm all for that. Isn't it usually, isn't it milk in NASCAR? For the Indy 500, if you win it. Just oh. that specific race. Oh. But, like. Yeah. Did they do the thing in F1 where at the, after the race, they have interviews and they all just name drop a ton of sponsors and it sounds like a Mad Lib with sponsors NASCAR in it? does that. Because that was jarring for me with NASCAR when I was like, this guy just keeps talking about Bridgestone. And I don't think that has anything to do with the question. Well, if you notice when they a NASCAR driver does his interview, like right before he starts to talk, he turns around because a lot of them don't have the same major sponsor for their car the entire season. Yeah, it's like a tough. Mm. It's like a it's a it's fascinating as a TV watcher where you're like, let me watch. So this Kevin Harvick, work in you know, for example, has a couple three. like Hunt's brother pizza and Bush Light. So right before he talks, he'll look over to make double check which car he's driving, and then they have they have like their minor <laughs> sponsors. So it's funny. like Kyle Busch just thanks thanks to Eminem, thanks to this, you know, the Goodyear tires, Sunoco fuel, like they just run through it. Where F1, they only have a couple sponsors, but their sponsors are. Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull, Aston Martin. So is F1 wow. like, a? is it about the design of the car more than other racing sports? 
Is it like, what I'm asking is, so like America's Cup in sailing. I don't know much about it or even what that sport is technically called. Is that just called sailing? Yachting? We'll go with sailing. Okay. Uh, My exposure to it was that I used to host a show with a lovely woman who I love very much named Georgie Thompson. And she was married or was dating at the time and is now married to a guy named Ben, who is actually Sir Ben. Uh, Ainsley, because he got knighted. Uh, but he was a, he was that. That's what he did. He did the boating stuff. And mm. she basically explained, she's like, it is money. It's just people investing money in like the building of the boat. The boat is basically everything. And then you need a great team to run it, but it's about the like aerodynamics and design and the investment in the boat. Is that what F1 is? It's like the car. Yeah, so that's where like Mercedes and Red Bull are at the top because they're throwing the most money which is weird because red bull doesn't make cars huh i said it's just weird because mercedes you'd be like yeah. oh they have money but, and they also yeah, that make makes cars. sense they red know what bull they're doing makes you they're wins. throwing money into the car and to design it and a spoiler alert if you're gonna watch drive just five skip the next 60 seconds and one of the seasons i might okay one of the companies paid mercedes for some information on mm-hmm. some braking system and it was like kind of iffy on did they break a rule and they got fined but they could still keep using the part like very much throw the money into it but then you need a driver because yeah. you're going very fast and these well, cars yes. are very sensitive yes yeah well that's interesting and that is a great look into f1 as travis looks into his f- f- phone am i not allowed um, to look over for the millionth time no it's just that's it um we have time for one more voicemail I'm gonna warn you guys. It we're going there. This voicemail. I'm excited. Pops and now, off. and now your guys' video sync is finally up and working. This is awesome. Wow! Just oh, now, how this beautiful. whole time it was yeah. off. Jeez well, no wonder Louise. you've been so disinterested. Okay, let me play this last voicemail because I thought. Oh no, we do have one. Nope, that was it. We did all our ads. I thought we had one more nope. ad. I'm dumb. You're not dumb. Um, I well sometimes. Here it is, uh, your final voicemail. Hey, Katie, Trogdor, and Tina. This is Nick from Massachusetts calling in again. Uh, in the sports discord, a little discussion of roommates led to the topic of shower peeing, which then transitioned over to a discussion of shower nose blowing. My question for you all is, is shower nose blowing acceptable? What about cutting your nails in the shower? When do things go too far as far as bodily housekeeping in the shower? Anyway, love you all and mean it. Bye. Now, love you, mean it too, Nick. And I know you know that because I've told you that many times. And I want to defend my use of a Nick from Massachusetts voicemail because I like to make sure that we don't use the same people over and over. But the reason I felt this one was allowed was because he prefaced it by basically saying he's bringing us a question that has come up in the sports discord. The sports discord is where people who listen to sports, it's not the sports discord, it's the sports discord. And I will dock Nick some points (laughs) for not pronouncing it that way because it could get very confusing. But in the sports discord, there was a conversation happening and Nick is just basically the messenger to let us know that a lot of our fans had this question. So I don't think this is technically Nick's question, and that's why, Your Honor, I feel it was okay to involve this question in the podcast. Now, the question was, technically, they didn't ask about peeing in the shower. The question was, blowing your nose in the shower, is it acceptable? Clipping your nails in the shower, is it acceptable? I just want to say before we give our answers that someone who used to be on this podcast... And that could be a whole number of people. It's I don't know if they ever admitted this here. So that's why I'm not going to name who was. 
but somebody who has appeared on the sports podcast pees in the bathtub. And I had a, I had a real problem with that. I had a real, I had such a problem with that that this is why I'm talking around it because it's possible that person admitted that here. But I remember being like, we shouldn't talk about this because you shouldn't say that publicly. Travis is so mad. Peeing in the bathtub. I think the way that this person walked it back was they said that they pee in the bathtub as they're getting out, which I'm like, if that's the, then just go in. You're right next to the toilet. Um. But yes, and I'm sure anybody with kids is like, listen, kids pee in the bathtub all the time. And that's fine. There's a lot of things kids do that I think we should grow out of. And I would say peeing in the bathtub for me is a line that I'm not going to cross. I'm not going to sit in my own pee unless I'm in someone's pool or the ocean. Uh, Because those are big (laughs) enough that it's going to get washed away. Yeah. And I don't really pee in a pool. I don't know. I was a swimmer growing up. And it wouldn't yes, be, I wouldn't, in, in like a public pool. Yeah, but you're not going to pee in a public pool. Oh, I wouldn't pee I in have. a public pool. I well, but that's where I would want other people to not pee. Whereas if it were like, if I had a pool, which I never had, I'd pee in my own pool. It's, it's my one pool. of those like, it's one of those hypocritical, hypocritical things where it's like, when I'm the driver of the car, I get annoyed when people jaywalk, but I do it all the time. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm in a public pool, I'm peeing, but I don't want other people to. Yeah, see, I can't do that. I'll feel. I don't like feeling like a. Hypocrite. If you are ever in a pool that a sw- sometimes you got to do. If you're it. in a pool that a swim team uses, you can guarantee what a specific thing because to no say. swimmers like <laughs> instead of getting out, you just pee. Yeah, sure. You no, it's either like, way. It's common. Um, I think we're getting sidetracked, but I did want to say that like I I have peed in pools, but I'm not like a I'm peeing in this pool. It's not like the goal. No, it's anyway. not the goal. It just happens. Especially if you're at a swim-up bar. I mean, it just, sometimes you just uh, gotta. It just happens. You just gotta. Okay. Uh, do, uh, blowing your nose in the yep, shower. So I am Ooh. disgusted with blowing your nose, f- boogers, phlegm, grosses me out to the point where I've yelled at my boyfriend who just walked into the room. I've yelled at him for doing this. Um, any Really, anybody who does this or when you're sick and you go... Oh, yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, you, you gotta, gotta get it out sometimes, Oh, my God. He's <sighs> laughing at me because he knows it. Oh, my God. It grosses me out so much. It is the grossest thing. So blowing my nose in the shower to me is like taking all of like, I don't want, where are you supposed to put no, it? No, no, no. This is what you do. You take your index. No, f- don't you dare tell such, me it's not rocket. I have such don't an ideological p- opposition. You take your index finger. Like, that's just so. You wrong. blow, and then if you have a little, you just take your oh, hand. No, 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 no. Travis nope. is saying you snot rocket. I <gasps> grew up in a in a world nope. where when my father would shower, and my father, Mike Nolan, I love you so much. You are you have brought so much joy into my life and so much support. But you do some gross stuff. You're you're pretty <laughs> gross a lot. And we've talked about it, so I know this isn't catching you off guard. The sound in the shower of the snot rocket, <laughs> of that like <laughs> in the in the shower is it, it's it's jarring. It scarred me. It's triggering. I don't like it. I also know that I've gotten into that shower and there's been a booger on the wall because when you snot rocket, there is no controlling where it goes. You're kind of just like I'm blocking my nostril and that 
I mean, within a general amount of space, but you can't control if the booger is going to go straight, if it's going to hit some hair on its way out, take a left turn. You don't really know. And so if you do that and you can't find the booger, you're like, ah, eh, it's a shower. Somebody else will deal with it. But then I find the booger. And it's like, ah. So I am not against blowing <laughs> your nose in the shower, but I have two conditions. Firstly, I would say I don't mind blowing your nose into your hand when you're under the running water. That doesn't gross me out. Phlegm, I understand for some people is gross. Just like popping pimples for some people is gross. It's not for me. So I would could understand, especially if you're sick and you get into the shower, which is when it starts to break up everything happening in your face, blowing your nose into your hand and rinsing it into the drain immediately. You're not there to play with it or to touch it. Or to <laughs> you're not it, holding on to but it. But you're getting it out of you and you're making sure it's out and then you rinse it down the drain. Or if you have to snot rock it, I understand that there are some people who just like tend to be snot rocketers. I don't, I'm not going to share my personal opinion on it. I had a boyfriend once who would like spit when we were walking down the street and like snot oh. rocket walk. And I'm like, you got to stop doing oh it. My you God. can't do that. that um, but if you're going to do that, just make sure you give the shower a little rinse before you get out. Make sure that all evidence of the crime is cleaned up. Don't leave that for somebody else to clean up because your own boogers are never as gross as somebody else's boogers. It's just the nature of it. It's farts, boogers. Most of the time it's like I can deal with my own, but I... Oh God. But when you come in contact someone with someone else's, else's same it is thing with the grossest thing. And that's why that's an interesting question. Clipping your nails in the shower to me is an absolute no because you have to pick up the fingernails and put them into the trash. You're not rinsing those down the drain. See, that doesn't bother me nearly as you much. It depends if, if you can rinse drain? it down the drain, then I would why not? do that. Because yeah, I've got that. long well, hair I would... and I know that the inside of my drain is just like a nest waiting for things to get caught in it. Yeah, well, so that's I try not, not my to issue. Put... I mean, obviously it's my hair, but I'm not seeing it. It's underneath the yeah, drain. Yeah, but it's going to get clogged. Kind of all those. That's fine. I put, my, I put my nail clippings into the trash. Yeah, but, but this is just a, this is a hair issue, though. So it, catching the fingernails in the drain... Because of the hair, the issue is the hair. Not yeah, but the I'm saying nails. I try not to. I know the hair is going to be there. It's not mm. ideal, but I know it's there. So I try to not put anything semi solid down that drain that can because, catch in it. Uh, yeah, mostly it's going to be water, like dirty water, soapy water, and just my hair. So I'm not like, let me also start throwing in little pieces of stuff. I can say I've never really been in a situation where I've desperately needed to cut my fingernails while in the shower. That kind of just like. When I'm out and about, I'm like, oh, I got to cut my fingernails. And so I do it into the toilet or into the trash can. I don't think I've ever had a time where I've wanted to or needed to. Um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Just like, I, I don't care about peeing in the shower. We're blowing your nose peeing in the shower. in the shower, shower to disgusting. me, I'm like, if you don't pee in the shower, that's you've got some like, it just feels like you're saying that because it sounds like the right answer. It's like, yeah, yeah it like, is technically gross. You might you get a little bit of do You're it. in the middle of cleaning yourself. You're being constantly rinsed with water. So unless you have like a pee fear of some sort, like you're not peeing on yourself, especially if you're a dude. Yeah, you guys you're can't cleaning aim. it off. Many of you don't, but you can aim. <laughs> uh, crazy revelation. You guys can tell that where to go instead of just letting it go down the side of the toilet. Huh? Mm-hmm. But for women, it's also just like, you know, you can hit a little bit of like a, you start with a squat, you establish a stream and you can stand up. It won't touch your legs. Like, let's grow up. Let's grow up. You're in the I shower. Think... It's okay to pee in the, just don't pee in the tub. Yeah, that's the No, peeing in the tub is just, that's another thing. But I would say, I don't care what you do in there as far, because the question was like, is there a line we draw as far as grooming yourself or doing things in the shower? 
I don't care what you do. If you want to clip your nails, if you want to snot rocket, I don't want to hear it. I don't want mm. to be present for it. I don't Travis. want to know about it. That's disgusting. And don't leave evidence of it. Yeah. So I if think that's you're fair. in there, I think that's totally do, all, fair. do everything you want to do. We nope. don't kink shame what you're... And we say, do everything you want to do. That is supposed to be a place where, because of the nature of what it is, you can clean yourself and also anything that happens in there gets immediately cleaned. It's like... Yeah, it's like a cleanse. It's a cleanse environment. So don't leave dirtiness behind in the process of cleaning yourself that's like if you you know shave your legs at the end of your shower and you don't make sure to rinse out all of the stuff you just removed and you just leave it it's like when people shave their face in a sink and then the sink is covered in like hair that's been dried and stuck to the and you're like yeah. rinse that down just the clean point it. was not wipe. to hair the sink it was to de-hair your face and you forgot to finish the final step Rinse it. That's it. I think that's what we can say. Do whatever you want to do get as long as the there's evidence. consent and rinse it. Yep. Get rid of the evidence and I think you're fine. And don't pee in the tub. That's disgusting. Because that'll stay on you. That's you can't rinse that Ugh. evidence. You're covered in it. Ugh. Okay, that feels like it for this week's edition of sports. Uh, I think we covered it all. Shout out to BetterHelp and William and Marty. Uh, shout out to Keyshawn, <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh, it's a little show you might not have heard of here on sports. We like to look at upcoming shows at ESPN. So catch them weekdays at ESPN2 on ESPN2 from 6 to 10. Wow, they get four whole hours. Yeah. For those All three uh, those three uh, PAs that they gave a show to. So we say support these young up-and-comers on this little-known <laughs> show on our network. Um, or you can check out their podcast. And a big thanks to you guys for listening now and again later on a different streaming service or, or maybe two of them. This was kind of a long one because Dan's not here, so I can go past 5 o'clock. So we'll just say you can listen to this one twice. Twice seems reasonable. Or you could leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, Travis reads and he loves them. Like this one from McKay Lads. McKay Lads. That says, Katie, Travis, and Christina have got it figured out i can listen to this podcast for hours on end on different streaming services mind you thank you and it still wouldn't be enough content to hold me over until the next pod is out i don't know if that's a compliment but i'm gonna take it as one <laughs> the show is relatable hilarious and fun katie is a fantastic host and i love her takes so much outside of the one about her not liking cold cuts not gonna apologize keep crushing it guys hey thanks mckay maybe it's michaela dz oh michaela dz I get it. I still don't get thanks, it. Thanks, Michaela DZ. Thanks, Michaela DZ. She loves Dragon Ball Z. She's a big fan <laughs> of it. Uh, lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Got a lot of voicemails about NFTs, people trying to explain them. But for some reason, Google Voice has not been transcribing the voicemails that we've been getting. And I, gen I do think that it's because they're trying to listen to you guys explain them. And they're like, we got lost. So we didn't write any of it. Um, but I'm going <laughs> to go back and listen through them all. It's just harder because then I can't read it and scan it, see what it is. I'm going to listen to them. And it's I'm still teasing. There may come a day where I come in here with a bunch of voicemails prepared. And I'm ready to explain to everybody exactly what NFT are and nobody will leave here confused but i also got a lot of tweets this week that were like please for the love of god do not bring up nfts again on your podcast this week and That's so nice. i waited till the i wait no it is it's fair feedback i waited till the very very end and all i did was say to everybody who left a voicemail i hear you you're helping but just not today okay uh that's it uh that's it say goodbye christina goodbye
Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. I switched up the order and it wasn't offensive. Bye. Love you. I'm in it.